You fucking dirty sons of bitches. I don't... Just fuck. say something. You Just might, fucking staring at me like that. You might want to hold your tongue, dude. I don't know if you know who you're talking to. Is it a full fuck. moon tonight? Yeah, you get It's not a full moon. I wouldn't come at you like that, dude. Coming at you. I'm honest. I'm telling you guys, I'm coming at you like men. You understand? How's that? This This whole naming yourself assistant manager... District regional manager. That's higher than assistant manager. <laughs> yes, but it's offensive, right? It's, it's you can't just do. You can't come in here and say that you're taking over. You guys have not put up with near the shit that I've put up with. It's not our fault that you've been working here for twenty six years. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault, but you benefit from it. Weren't you uh, born in this store? I think I at one point. Uh, all of us have admitted to being born in this store, so. I was born again through Christ because that preacher guy came in and just would not leave. Well, he threw you in the pit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I Is that a baptism? A, it's like your your life in this store is like that movie, uh, The Room, the the Oscar movie. <laughs> oh, where she's in the room? Yeah, but that's like, that's like Bones. He's just been in this room <laughs> forever. But I get can, out. He can leave. I get around. Dude, I don't think you've been out of the store. Not in this form, but ever, I get out. Have you ever been out of the... Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll go to the parking lot and stuff. All right. We're splitting hairs now. Right. Yeah. I, go, I like it here. This is depressing. I'll, I'll gladly give up my assistant manager spot. I don't, really don't like it. Too okay, much. cool. We can. You just rolling over like that? Well, well shit. I mean, this whole bit's. I didn't even get a raise. Demoted, we, we don't. Yeah, we don't even have to go. All right. Well, I uh, think Kron. I think Kron is the one we have to deal with. He's trying to tell us. But I think you set the precedent. You uh, I. I you set the precedent. I absorbed Dan's title into mine, and now I'm district regional manager. Alpha. That, you absorbed uh, his assistant position. Yeah. I, Yep. And stepped... Okay. Now I'm and, alpha level. And what have you done for the store? What have I done? Yeah. I, Just as, like in your in your role, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm you know... <laughs> it's getting roasted now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I sold all the cleaning supplies, dude. Now we don't have to clean the store ever. It's but stupid. you did that prior to naming yourself District Regional Manager mm-hmm. Alpha. So why... That's what got me the title, dude. Okay. Forward but what thinking. have you done since then? Uh, well, I absorbed day in into my body. Okay. All right. Should I go through the list of things that I have to do every day before you guys come into the store? And yes. then all the things that I do after you leave? I mean, I don't know if crying for 40 minutes counts as a thing, but... I'm still working while I'm crying. <laughs> There's guess. nothing in the handbook that I wrote saying mm-hmm. that you can't cry while you work. You're in the... Uh... The porno room for a while. Hey, speaking of the the em- why I'm crying. The employee There's a lot of pollen in there. Speaking sure. of the employee book that you wrote, it's just pictures of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's a lot, dude. He's a great example of who we should all attain to be like. It's disturbing. I never read it. You didn't read the handbook? Nah. Some of them look like like fan edits where you've. You've obviously like put his head onto another 
a nude body. I've never checked my work email. I forgot the password. I don't. Okay. Well, thank you, Dan, for then making me go through all of this stress over your assistant manager bullshit and then admitting that you're the worst employee here. Um, I, how Cron, you still have yet I, to, how am I the worst? I, you know what? I take back assistant manager. I'm the I already absorbed it, dude. First in last out always. Okay. So you pulled it from him. So Cron's no longer, Fucking no, I'm guys. still alpha. An alpha. I'm alpha, but he pulled it back. Shut up. Beta. <laughs> beta. Yeah, that's right. Beta your ass. There can only be one alpha, dude. You guys need to beta fish this out and fight. Fuck this. I'm watching a movie about a guy who wouldn't fucking put up with this shit. You understand? Okay. I'm putting it on. I I could go for a movie. I'm not hey. asking a manager. I'm doing it as properly named, christened. I was hit with a bottle at a Can we speed this up? I got dock. Off 10 minutes ago. Hey. All right. I was christened assistant manager. An old woman beat me with a bottle like a new boat. Hey, guys, I, I put my stamp of approval on this. We can totally watch Bones' movie. As okay, assistant manager, it. I agree. Yes. All right. Let's watch it. It's 2008's Punisher Warzone this week on Five Day Rentals. Welcome to 5 Day Rentals, the video store podcast, where each week one of us picks a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. We are deep in the climax. We are putting a bow on Dan's pick for Demanding Women. That was his category. We're talking female directors. And for my pick, I went to 2008, Ray Stevenson in The Punisher, War Zone. I'll be taking it through us or taking it through us. Oh, yeah, I'm going to absorb it and take it through us and then put it through both of you like the leg of a chair. It makes sense. There's a lot of stuff going through a lot of people in this movie. Yes. All right. Uh, previously, Dan took us through Ravenous. Kron, you took us through Humanoids of the Deep. Uh, not near enough murder in those movies compared to what happened in this flick from Lexi Alexander. Sorry, I went with something a little with a little bit more of a feminine touch, dude. I mean, <laughs> I guess in by comparison, you almost went more highbrow. Yours had science and uh, people trying to solve a problem. The problem solving in this is uh, bullets. I think we get, did a good job here. <clears throat> it proves that women have balls, dudes. Like shit, yeah. Cannibals, fucking humanoids from the deep, and a goddamn murder machine. Vigilante superheroes. Mm-hmm. All right, I am Bones. I am joined as always. Laundry Dan, Cron Howard. How are you both? Howdy. I'm great. 
I barely answered the question. I'm doing fantastic, Bones. Thank you for asking. You got Jeez. it. How are you, buddy? I'm all right. I'm excited to talk Punisher Warzone. Did you guys roll your eyes at this pick last week? We have learned a lesson to never roll our eyes on any of the gems here on Five Day Rentals. That's true. I thought, and never roll your eyes in front of me because I will fuck you up. Bring it on. Personally, I, I thought I haven't seen a lot of Marvel movies. I'm excited to jump in, see what they're all about. You called me three times asking which multiverse this was from. Mm-hmm. I still don't have a clear answer. I don't. I'm not sure if this is Earth 616. <laughs> Literally that was for a, two a, of our listeners. A term I've never heard before. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this was one of two Marvel Knights productions. They also did. Uh, this is spooky the second, stuff, dude. Yeah, spooky stuff. The second That's uh, Knight Ghost with a Rider. K. Yes. Not Marvel Knights. Sexy Marvel Knights. I was trying to make a um, Guardians of the Galaxy joke, but I couldn't think of the raccoon's name, and I came up with Ratatouille, and I was like, that's not right. (laughs) Do you see everything everywhere at once? Yeah. And lie about it? Real, dude. You're going to get that joke in a couple weeks, Dan. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is that raccoon's name? Rocket. Bandit. It sounded like you said raccoon at first. That's what raccoon, raccoon. right? Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Hybrid animal. You, you were cracking me up when I was editing the uh, ravenous episode. You would say boit. I, I flipped it like I noticed like at least mm-hmm. seven or eight times. So anyway, boit took a bite out of his leg. <laughs> All right, Kron. I am. You probably watch the least Marvel of anybody here. You are the classiest of the three. Not sure. I mean, it, it is a front. I think you're you're putting it on on purpose. I just uh, uh, I, he's got them all in 4K. I definitely watch a lot of bad movies. There's just none of them are have the Marvel branding on top. Yeah. Now I would say that starting with Punisher Warzone is like when you hear a band, like you hear a single from them, and you're like, wow, that's heavy as hell. And then you buy the album, and it, the rest of it's like all soft, and you're like, "Oh shit!" The label made them, you know, record something heavier or more fun to put out as a single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's very few Marvel movies that fucking come close to this shit, buddy. Blade and Ghost Rider. That's about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it seemed like they were they were aiming for that R rating, you know, which is something I would say Marvel would not even dare to step into these days like i think they try to they just want to ride that pg-13 line forever and ever so no because they're getting shit right now for dr strange yes so i did what was that that up. there's pg-13 okay and i'm gonna come out and say this people are fucking whining they are being ridiculous y'all a bunch of bitches I haven't even seen it. It is, it is not that bad. Maybe I'm just desensitized, but the violence in that is not that bad. Well, I didn't like this Doctor Strange, but my kids watched goddamn Goonies every two weeks. 
Wait, so people are saying that the PG-13 Doctor Strange is too violent for them? Yes, there are a lot of people questioning, like, well, why is this even rated PG-13? It's so violent. It's not that violent. Wow. What a fucking weak society we've become. Yes. <laughs> Bitches. So, yes, we. if you're coming to this later, Doctor Strange is, you know, destroying the box office, and it's, what, coming up on its second weekend. So... You know, 70 showings in a 10-theater cineplex, pretty much. Can I can I ask Just, a, a question about Doctor Strange? You may. Uh, so, Doctor Strange, the f- I don't know how many of them there are. are. Are there? Is this the second one? This is the second one. Of right. his standalones, yes. So, I watched the first Doctor Strange movie on an airplane. Okay. And it was maybe like the third or fourth Marvel movie I'd ever seen. And I okay. came out of that one being like, that's not that bad. And then I looked at the reviews and people were like, fuck this movie. I hate this shit. So it seems crazy that they got like Raimi and people were like excited for the second one, considering that it seemed like the first one was kind of like not a fan favorite, you know? Doctor Strange is allowed to get weird though that's what it like that's why the excitement for this one was because it's always pretty crazy from what i understand yeah i I don't want to go ahead oh i'm saying i liked the first one you know like i would watch the second one because i i actually enjoyed the first one but i just remember it kind of being people either thought of it as like middle of the road marvel or you know I don't know. It just didn't it didn't seem like it had that great of a reputation. Strange is no, a big key to it though. Strange I is the key to the multiverse. That's a big part of it. I think I don't think it was that big of a hit when it came out. I think because his character pops up in other things. Mm-hmm. Like he pops up in Thor Ragnarok, he's obviously in Infinity War and Endgame. He plays a pretty major role in the last Spider-Man. So I think that built up excitement. And mm-hmm. then the people that are kind of into Cumberbatch, like that, his like cult status has somewhat grown. Phil. So as soon as they announced Multiverse of Madness, it, they were like, oh, this is going to be the horror movie that we've wanted to do with this. Marvel Zombies. Well before Raimi was ever attached. Mm-hmm. I think, is it Scott Derrickson? He was still planning on doing it, so... I don't know. I think I'm. It sounds like I'm kind of in a minority. I gave it a four out of five. Like I loved it. I thought they the way that they brought in the villain and the raminess of it at times was fucking crazy. Well, that's it was like the right amount of Raimi as far as I was concerned. It's like I I felt like I liked Doctor Strange the first one more than a lot of people, and then when it was like oh they got Sam Raimi, it was like. I would definitely like, watch yeah. this movie. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. like Marvel yeah, that much, and I'm excited for this one, you know? Well, Th- Thor was the same way. The first Thor is like, this is kind of a snooze. Then the second one is a real fucking snooze. And then it was kind of like, all right, we got to have somebody save this. So they brought in Taika, and they did a little spin to it. And then it makes you... It, all it did was bum me out that we didn't get um, Edgar Wright's... Ant-Man because I feel like that would have been so much sooner 
and we would have gotten like those like auteur weird guys sooner in the process to kind of branch yeah. off. Marvel got smart and started eating up the young talent. Yeah. <clears throat> Just like Star Wars, but then everybody turned their back on a young talent. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I do feel like modern movies, though, I mean, I have no idea about Doctor Strange, but they do feel a little bit like paint by numbers, like there's so much special effects in it that, it, like, the director is almost an interchangeable character, you know, it's just like, you could put anybody in there because you have to, you have to make whatever you're doing fit to what computer graphics have already been generated before yeah. any actor is ever on the set anyway. Well, that's the thing. And 95% of the people that are going to watch Doctor Strange don't know who the fuck Sam Raimi is. I can tell you that there are there's probably one scene where it was like, yeah, this is all done first. Mm-hmm. They knew that this they knew this was going to be the opening thing. Doesn't feel very Raimi. There's a few elements kind of early on the big climactic fight i would say like the stereotypical you know this thing's gotta end end at blows in the third act is super ramey you like it and it that was kind of refreshing to me because i was nervous about that i thought the same thing like fuck i hope this wasn't like a he came in and just did like the last 55 percent of it um I don't know how much of the script he messed with. I know a lot of people are complaining because that's ultimately what the problem comes down to. I don't think anybody's like, Raimi, the direction sucks. It's the script sucks and the violence is too much. But anyway, speaking of violence, The Punisher, did you, have you seen the Tom Jane 2004, 2003 Punisher? No. This is the only Punisher movie. I I was going to ask, you know, how many were before this one? There were two. Okay. There was one in the eighties. Okay. <laughs> I do guess. You know who, do you know who played Punisher there? Stallone. No. Oh. Who's taller? Taller than Stallone. Who's who? Do you think of as the antagonist to Stallone? Who's? I'm taller. I got a. I got a. I'm a doctor in biological chemical science. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Apparently, he's never seen Rocky either. <laughs> oh, I used to, I used to bone Grace Jones. Apollo Creed. Yeah, it was Apollo Creed. <laughs> I would like to see that. Still meat on that bone. Dolph. He says, "Is he? Yeah, it was Dolph Lundgren, man." Carl Weathers? <laughs> yeah. Carl Weathers is the Punisher? That'd be fucking badass. I think Schwarzenegger so is the antagonist of Stallone. Didn't he, like, trick him into doing a couple movies along the way? Stop or my mom will shoot? Yeah. Yes. yes, he tricked him into doing that. Yes, in real life. I'm saying, like, who is the famous... How do you get tricked into doing a whole movie? Because Schwarzenegger was like, I'm going to do that movie... And he had no intention of doing it. Mm-hmm. And then Stallone was like, well, I have to get the part. Yeah. And then it was kind of like a mediocre like flop, basically. The movie's not that bad. I watched it for the first time with Sam in uh, quarantine. Kind of fun. 
I remember it. We we rented it, and I was like, "This is above my head." It's too smart. Uh, yeah. I was just, I was just little, too like little Dan just scratching his head. Yeah, I was too small for it. I think like I'm like. Were or were you one of those like toddler kid like belly scratchers? You know, like the kids that like run up to their parents or parents' friends yeah. and like scratching their tummy. I'm all not the time. A, like they got a perpetual tummy itch. I'm not a big scratcher. I'm a kind of like, eh? I don't know about that. Speaking of scratches, motherfucker in this movie gets his face scratched off. That's pretty cool, though. This is fuck. It's awesome. <laughs> this is this was such a fun movie to watch. Now I had only seen pieces of this. I was familiar with the Tom Jane Punisher. If you want some more Tom Jane, go back and watch Nemesis. Listen to our episode. Get a little Tom Jane booty in that movie. Pre-Punisher days. He does not so have a cigarette, that's for sure. Yeah. That was a relative uh, success. Nemesis? And John Travolta? No. <laughs> Nemesis was... No Albert Payune movie could be considered a success. Nobody died, and that's, they that's broke mean. even. They probably made like slightly more than they cost. They made enough money for him to continue making movies. Mm-hmm. Al- Albert Payoon goes to bed, and he's like, I'm success story. Yes. I've brought two of his movies to the podcast. Of course, I wouldn't think anything negative of him. I'm just saying he's not, he's not delivering Russo-level fucking box office bombs. Rene? Bomb's the wrong word to use that. Hits. Anyway. No, not Renee. Fucking Russo Brothers, dude. We're talking Marvel. Endgame. Winter Soldier. Iron Man. No, they didn't do an Iron Man. They came in on Winter Soldier. They did do the second Avengers on. Spider-Man No Way Home. They, They didn't. They were producers. They didn't do it. Old Man Wolverine. Different. Different production That's house. That was Fox. X-Men Apocalypse, dude. <laughs> Still also Fox. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Those were not Earth 616, okay? Speaking of rated R movies, Deadpool. I'd be interested to see what Marvel continues to do with Deadpool. Well, yeah, I mean, got, what yeah, more? Punisher, <laughs> Deadpool. Was Logan R? Yeah, uh, yeah I think... Old man Logan was our. It's like, what more? Uh, I mean, the stickers Blade. they sell on those two films alone for backs of trucks or cars or. Yeah, uh, but. It has to be a good good profit there. Deadpool well, and uh, Punisher shit. I think you got to consider Blade to be like all pre-modern Marvel, though. Yeah. I think like Iron Man. Iron Man is the first like modern Marvel movie, right? Yes, it starts what we consider the MCU. Yeah, and it's like all the ones before. So I get what you're saying about Blade. Like, yeah, that was an R-rated movie, but that's also kind of like they were still figuring out what they were supposed to do at that point. Right. It wasn't a Disney subsect Mm -hmm. thing. How confusing when you see the guy who's got the Deadpool sticker and the Punisher sticker. It's like, dude, make up your fucking mind. Like, what is your... And then, like, a support the troops with the, like, stormtrooper, like. Yeah. But, like, what, like, are you, are you funny? Are you goofy? Or are you a quiet badass? 
Yeah. Like, what's in your backpack? A gun or a nunchuck? Mm-hmm. I get really confused because I see a lot of Punisher stickers, and I'm like, are really this many families being killed? Oh, dude, it's fucking, it's an epidemic out there of families being murdered by mafias. Family killing family. And why do you have to put it on your vehicle? Shouldn't you be a little more stealth? I'm mouthy wise ass until you hurt my family. You Deadpool in the front, Punisher in the back. Stomp my flag, I'll stomp your ass. Do you think they even know that it's the Punisher skull, though? I don't. I feel yeah. like at this point they don't. Some of them probably don't. Some of them probably Most think of them don't, but it a lot is of them. a thin blue line thing. Like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, that's the alt-right skull. I think that's what people think now. He's the last line of defense. <laughs> I got this skull because I protect my family. How do you get... Why don't they have Paul Kersey stickers? Because there's more Deathwish movies than know, there are dude. Punishers. I have no clue, dude. Can make a killing with these fucking windshields. This shit's too old. I don't want to watch that shit. Charles Bronson is the Punisher. Fucking badass, dude. It's your constitutional right. <laughs> say, didn't somebody say something about a cold beer after work? What's that, ice cream that he <laughs> buys or whatever? Oh, yeah, every man needs a vice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough fucking around, enough... Dick, I mean, we knew the Marvel talk was going to happen up up top. Let's get that out of the way. Let's get the PG thirteen ness out of our systems because we're fucking going nose deep into our territory, buddy. Punisher two thousand eight. Um, so again, two thousand four, relative success. They took their time. They had some script problems. Multiple directors, multiple writers jumping in and out. I think Kurt Suter. From Sons of Anarchy fame. Which would have been interesting. Yeah. Uh, he says that they did keep some of his stuff. The jigsaw glass thing is his. Yeah, but he took his... Um, didn't he take his name off because he was like, there's... He said it's not little. fair. There's very little. Uh, I just watched Assassins. <laughs> written by the Wachowskis. I watched it for... Action Boys, and I guess the Wachowskis wanted their name off of it because they were like, this is nothing what we previously wrote. And uh, when you watch the movie, you can like, oh, that's absolutely the Wachowskis. That's absolutely the Wachowskis. Like, all of the computer shit and Julianne Moore's, like, cat lady character. But, yeah, I think that was the thing where they, they wanted out and the WGA said, like, nope, it's too much of yours. You got to get the credit. But, yeah, like Dan was saying, Kurt Suter fucked off. Uh, Lexi Alexander, go ahead. I bet that's nice for, like, that's got to do something for the other person, though. If you're listed as, like, the the main writer, you probably get, like, a bigger cut or, you know. So I guess it's kind of like if you have the option to step down and you're like, yeah, I'll I'll take my name off. Yeah. You probably, like, gave a payday to someone else, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... That is interesting, especially when you see like a movie like Armageddon that has like six or seven people on the script. Mm-hmm. 
Like if you show up to a pitch meeting and were like, "Yeah, I wrote Armageddon," be like, "What part?" God, fuck. Yeah, I wrote three lines for it, and I got mm-hmm. sixth bill. I wrote all the Steve Buscemi horny stuff. <laughs> You're hired, anyway, sir. I'm here to pitch you an action comedy called Boner Town. Blank check. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, so Lexi Alexander, she's the credited director with this. She bounced in and out like up front. She didn't want to do it and then came back and decided, shit, yeah, let's do it. So. Let's pull up our thing. Hey, when you guys saw uh, that Lionsgate logo pop up, were you like, I oh, bet. fuck, yeah. Well, I bet they were frothing at the mouth to get Punisher versus Jigsaw from Saw. You know there was a pitch meeting where some guy was like, I think we can make it work. Dude, there is a motherfucker at my gym that looks like Tobin Bell, the guy who plays Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. I got to sneak. I hate to do this, but I got to sneak a photo of this guy. And you're going to be like, holy fuck, that's Jigsaw. Maybe it is. But he's got, he's got like edema or whatever that shit and his calves. So like his legs are all swollen. Mm-hmm. And he is, uh, he's got some sort of obsessive compulsive thing because he goes around and fixes all the plates. And puts fives with fives and two point like you know two point fives and two point fives and forty fives forty five. I was literally on a bench, and I got done benching and I was walking around to load more weight up. And he was behind me like fixing the order of everything. But yeah, looks like fucking jigsaw. It is very creepy. Anyway, Lionsgate is this our first Lionsgate? I can't. Now it's possible that Lionsgate like bought something later that we've done something older i can't recall off the top of my head another Lionsgate, but who knows it really is a hit or miss with them man all right we fucking start i can't not remember how to pronounce this guy's name but crime boss cesari sorrow cesaro anything so, so sorry i wasn't listening what <clears throat> okay. Uh, I was too busy writing down my Lionsgate jigsaw thing, so... Okay. <laughs> All right. The crime boss of the biggest mafia family has avoided jail thanks to a mistrial. Uh, we're watching some some news footage. Through this coverage, we realize that a juror has been gunned down. So this fucker gets a mistrial and he's released. And we see the Punisher, Ray Steven, uh, Stevenson... Watching from his lair. Ray Stevens. <laughs> the streak? The, yeah, the streak. That's fucking fun, dude. Mm-hmm. No, this movie would have been ten times better if it had a streak scene. If Punisher just stripped down to his birthday suit and spray painted a skull on his bare chest. Mm-hmm. Just went all Northman. It would have been distracting, so, mm-hmm. you know, could have worked. Speaking of Northman, uh, go check out our Northman episode. Yeah. Yeah, Dan hated it. <laughs> it's not true. All Edgars need a second viewing. That's what I'll say. We get our credits. Very Tony Scott-style credits here. You know, you get the... The superimposed shit, the back and forth, the washed out colors. We got the Punisher preparing for war. He's loading up shotguns, pistols, rifles. 
we start getting comic panels of the upcoming shots from the movies. It's a pretty cool opening. Credits. We're at NYC, the Big Apple, the city that never sleeps. Autocorrect wrote Caesar, so I'm just going to call this guy Crime Boss. The Crime Boss is having a party to celebrate his release. We're at his big-ass mansion. Billy the Butte shows up with his crew. He uh, slams his lady up against the car because she attempts to try to fix like his cowlick in the back while he's looking in the mirror. S- grabs her by the throat, slams her into the car. Uh, Calls her a Says hack. something like, um, do I try to do your makeup? Yeah, heck. This is Dominic West, who absolutely knows what movies he, he is in. Guys, this guy fucking crushes it. Mm-hmm. On surveillance, we got two cops in the distance. They are discussing the Punisher. They're hoping that he shows up. One is jealous of the Punisher, wishing he could be in there, you know, doing what he wishes he could be doing. That doesn't make any sense grammatically. Hold on. He is uh, jealous of the Punisher because he wishes he could do what the Punisher does. The other one is convinced that he's finally going to bring this guy in. Nikki, one of Billy the Butte's men, he advises Billy to kind of take it easy before the crew goes upstairs to meet with our crime boss. Was the was the first movie like the Punisher's rise to fame? Because I, I thought that this, this movie was kind of like... Uh, like the Dark Knight to Batman Begins, where it's it's like every cop already knows who the Punisher is, you know? Yes. So yeah. 2004, in that one, he becomes the Punisher. Okay. Like, his, you see him... I think he retires, shit happens, he loses his family, and then he kind of becomes the Punisher. Mm-hmm. This is sort of a softer... The family's already dead. Well, yeah, and- I, I would say that this, like how Batman Forever is a sequel to Batman Returns, like it's kind of the same p- timeline, but they kind of ju- it's like a soft sequel. Well, it also you know? it seemed like everyone just knows his name, <laughs> like everyone knows this guy's identity right off the get go. Yes, but there's nothing you don't need to have seen 2004 Punisher for this to click. Mm-hmm. which is one of the things I love about it that they were like fuck it let's just make it and then we'll we'll do four throwaway lines you know yeah I mean I definitely did not see that other Punisher movie and did not struggle to follow the plot beats of this one so Dan did Dan was texting me like crazy mm-hmm. I'm still confused um I watched Easily. the Dolph one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Carl Weathers looks weird in this Punisher movie. <laughs> Actually, I was like, oh, the Punisher? Frank Castle Freak? And I just started watching Castle Freak. Dude, you'd be so good at before and after on Jeopardy. <laughs> I wish, what if that is... I just gotta, I'm going to write in. There's... There is zero percent chance it's gonna happen. Watch. It will ever be Frank Castle Freak. <laughs> it's gonna happen. No, one of these days. That's the end of the podcast. Then, okay, it's like gonna, three days. Three I'm days. I'm gonna write them now. every day. Then, <laughs> please. So Billy and his crew. You don't cool. know what kind of curse I'm under. Please. 
Really getting a lot of email traffic on this Frank Castle freak thing. You stuck, dude. You're stuck. Billy and his crew, they go to, to meet uh, the crime boss. He is paid off. It seems that Billy was the one that took care of that witness, that juror that they were talking about. Billy highlights an upcoming payday where a, a Russian gangster, Christu, is needing clearance at the docks. Their cut would be $10 million for not breaking a sweat. It's some sort of biological package, and the crime boss fucking knew it. Probably going up to the insert racial term up in Queens. So we got some terrorism shit going on here. Uh, and whatever you guys think is a great, bad Italian mob impression, this movie takes that shit up to 10. It's like 11. Yeah. I fucking knew it. It's almost uh, racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this crime boss is in a will. He's wheelchair bound. Uh, they say something that, you know, looking good at one point, And he's like, I fucking shit in a bag. You know. Although they get to kissing each other, right? Oh, yeah. You got to kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy I, starts getting I mad. He turned this movie off the first night I watched it. I was getting too wound up, dude. What was his name um, in Gone with the Pope? The guy who directed it and starred in it? Uh, How come they didn't fucking cast that guy in this mafia family? That's a good question. (laughs) Stick it up your mother's twat. Duke Mitchell. Duke Duke Mitchell. Hashtag I want Duke Mitchell's uh, Punisher Warzone. Mm-hmm. Duke Mitchell is more of the Punisher's name than Frank Castle is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. They should have brought him in for rewrites at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A little punch up on this thing. All you judges, all you Laura, lawyers and cops. Hey, what if uh, the Punisher and his buddy there, uh, they, uh, they bring a big fat broad up to their room, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. That could be a lot of fun. No, what if the Duke. Punisher kidnapped the Pope? <laughs> no, we're not getting on your goddamn boat for the last fucking time. Man, I'd fucking I'd pay to watch the Punisher take out the Pope. <laughs> yeah, I'd help him. <laughs> Billy's getting upset. He says, "I'm the top earner." Crime boss goes on ragging on Billy and makes mention to Billy's brother, Looney Ben Jim. Says he should have had him locked up with him. Billy gets all bent out of shape. Finally, they they calm their nerves. Crime boss has a big spread for everybody. Nice big dinner. But Billy says, fuck that, we're not eating with them. Outside, we get the Punisher. He runs up and quietly breaks the back of our goon watching the front door. Just hand behind the, you know, comes up behind, hand on the chin, knee in the back. Looks great. Crime boss and some other dirty fucks are sitting around this table for dinner. Lights go out. What the fuck? Frank Castle is now standing on the dinner table. He's got a red flare. The diners can barely see. And I am not going to be able to do this shit justice. The Punisher runs across the table, beheads our crime boss, breaks multiple necks. He breaks one neck with his feet while he's breaking... uh, the crime boss's wife's neck with his bare hands. She tries to he pull said, a gun on him, so... Yeah. 
Yeah, she had it coming. Well, it's like he was going to break her neck anyway, but he, he bumped her up on the list of a couple rungs for that. So, Yeah. Uh, he stabs one goon in the top of the head, breaks another goon's arm, and then uses that compound fracture to stab the guy in the chest, his own chest. Uh, cuts another throat, grabs the knife out of the one guy's skull, and then stabs another person. By this point, the lights come back. So he's killed like 10, 11 people at this dinner table within 30 seconds. Lights come back on. Castle jumps up and hangs upside down from a chandelier. He's got some automatic pistols. Or are they SMGs, I think? They're they're quite large. They're larger than pistols. He's got automatic pistols later. Um, as the goons start running in, Punisher starts spinning around. He's spinning in circles thanks to the force of the bullets, I take it. That's the... The physics explanation. Sure. Um, eight minutes. So we're in. talking. Yeah, I mean, we just saw him snap, in. snap thirteen necks. So why mm-hmm. not? It's pretty eight much about the same time that Toby from Drive also hangs from a chandelier and spins around and fucks people up. Mm-hmm. Five Day Reynolds classic, guys. Um, Get that list started. So we got guys coming in on balconies that he's shooting. They're coming off. Guys coming in the doors. He runs out of bullets. He jumps down. One guy tries to come at Castle with a chair. Punisher kicks the shit forward and pierces the guy's head with one of the chair legs. Looks great. Uh, he's down on the floor wrestling with a few other guys. He headbutts one guy, shoots a few more. Body count is already 30 to 40. Got to be in this. I Now, we uh, I do have a little question for you guys later so try to keep track on his way out um one of the cops holds up castle but he's not bringing him in this was the guy that was jealous of castle out in the surveillance vehicle before he's not bringing him in he throws him a set of keys and says hey billy Rasudo's getting away he lets punisher go and then the cop punches himself in the face we cut to the docks. Do you think he had the, to do that? Why couldn't you just be like, I didn't even see him? <laughs> he stole my car. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess he did it's take... Fun. I guess if he took the car, you kind of got to have a a thing, you know? He he could have just pretended like, oh, he hit me in the back of the head. And yeah. He knocked me out. That would have worked, too. You know? Like, oh, damn. Like, oh, dude, let me feel it. Like, no, nah, don't touch it. No, it's like, it hurts. Have I you, need to take a few days off. Yeah, I need, I need two weeks paid leave. Yeah. Frank Castle hit me on the back of the head. Have you ever felt someone's knot on the well, back that guy of the head? Bald. Actually, that guy was bald, though, so that wouldn't have been a good cover. He would have had to keep his hand covering it the whole time. Like, let me see. No, I'm keeping pressure on it. He should have worn a fedora out there. I need <laughs> Like to a real cop. Yeah. Bald guys always wear fedoras in case you need to fake a head injury. Mm-hmm. For, for workman's cop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're at the Rusati Brothers recycling facility out on the docks. Now, of this was confusing. Am I supposed to hate these guys or not? Because they're big recyclers. Like, I'm a little bit in their camp, you know? Yeah. I mean, some terrible, terrible people have done some good things. We're not going to play that game. We're going to leave that sentence as that. Uh, while the Punisher's waiting outside, I in mean, this SUV. Hitler did come up with the Autobahn. 
I thought you were so close to saying Autobots. <laughs> oh, he probably came up with those as well. He invented Optimus Prime. <laughs> Have we not covered a John Voight movie yet? I mean, I I recognize that he is in Transformers, but the fact that you connect Transformers to John Voight is incredible. Why? I have a mind that is made for movies. Yeah. Kron's like, I don't remember him in there. (laughs) I've not seen Transformers. He's like the Secretary of Defense or something. No, he's not. He's just a voice of Optimus Prime. Isn't he? John, John Voight is not the voice of Optimus Prime. Who's the voice of Optimus Prime? It's some other guy. John Voight is in Transformers as the Secretary of Defense. It's a robot, dude. <laughs> Isn't John Voight in, like, Deliverance or something? I am Optimus Prime. Is it Liam Neeson? Of... Yeah, it was Liam Neeson. Peter Cullen. Hmm. Why the hell I did I think name. about that? Oh, shit, I don't know. I think you're... No, I don't have a mind for movies. Hey, he's in the movie, though. Yeah. Gotta give me that. He looks like, yeah, they're, it, they're almost going for like a Donald Rumsfeld thing with him. Kron said they hired a robot Autobots. to do the robot voice. So. Mm-hmm. If you hear this message and the Linkin Park song playing behind it. I don't I don't want to suck a dick tonight, guys. Come on. It's- yeah, anytime you get anything wrong. You... <laughs> Who put the Linkin Park song on there, by the way? Oh, you know I did, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to get a little action on the trip. Kron is referring to the uh, We Used to Be Buds Tour 2 playlist that is circulating amongst the crew right now. Um, what what do we say? It's up to 13 hours? It's about four. <laughs> if you round up, it's 14 hours long. 14 so. hours of, of music. Don't know if we're even going to uh, make it through every song. Nope. I don't. I mean, I guess will. if we just play it, if we start playing it when we get to the cabin, I guess. <laughs> That's right, and we we might actually record our first ever in person podcast. It, Wait, I shouldn't say that because all of these episodes are recorded at the Five yeah. Day Rentals Video Store. I forgot we record them at the store. These during are all imper- off hours. <laughs> The Punisher uses a pencil to straighten his broken nose. <laughs> Fucking badass. Now, Dan, <laughs> Ravenous, our main character, did not speak for 25 minutes. Did you notice that Ray Stevenson did not speak in The Punisher for 25 minutes? I thought that was a cool little connection. Did And Kron, I don't think any of the Kron. humanoids spoke. <laughs> not a gonna... word, dude. I was going to say, I don't think any of those townies shut the fuck up for uh, two seconds. Uh, the humanoids haven't evolved far enough yet, but hey, you I know, fucking, I'm pro human. I love the way Vic Moreau talked in that movie, man. You, he was just so fucking hammered. The funny thing is... Henry means jobs. That's growth. That's city. But you people wouldn't understand that. If you watch the, uh, on, let's get it. the last drive-in, he opens up talking about like in the 50s movies were just quicker because they spoke faster and then you mentioned that and when i re-listened to the episode and i was like oh shit like that's kind of weird i guess oh that's right yeah he's talking about poppy dialogue yeah Yeah. 
yeah, I wish we we still talked that way. Go check out our episode on humanoids from the deep. He is awesome. Now. He is also drunk and just getting drunker though, so he's kind of trying to race through the lines to mm-hmm. before he starts slurring too bad. It's like I need to finish this so I can go back to the trailer. Mm-hmm. Plus, he didn't have his sea legs. He was seasick the whole time. We got some meth-fueled parkour assholes. They show up. They're right in the back of this, like, flatbed truck. They jump off. They hop over some fences over, like, some guard booths or whatever. At first, I thought these guys were just warehouse workers, and I was like, man, they, they're going they all do, out. Do parkour on their union break? Mm-hmm. Uh, as these guys are bouncing around, we start getting some dubstep in the soundtrack. You guys remember dubstep? How does it yeah. go? That was a good five. Well, the, the thing about dubstep is that you like drop. And then you come back So as they're bouncing Isn't around, that then we also popular? see. No. Dubstep? I, I had a guy. I knew a guy who lived out here for a while and he moved to L.A. And he said uh, he was like, I'm going to move out there and do dubstep. It's going to be around forever and ever. <laughs> and it was around for one year after he left. Did he say that when he was waving from the boat? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, tr- I was running, trying to catch his train. Did you not? He was keep- trying to give him a kiss yeah, through the window. yelling it to me. <laughs> did, you, did you not keep up with this? this? This would have been the moment where I'm like, I am going to check this guy's Facebook page every week to see what's going on with this guy. Nah, I wished him well, you know. <laughs> good, good luck out there. Good luck with all that dub stepping. Yeah. Brother. We've got another government surveillance fan. I, I just, outside of this facility. They're so close to the, the, what? the, the fucking just the balls to just be like, you know what? I love fucking dubstep. I'm moving to fucking L.A. Like, just, <laughs> just do it. Oh, I'm jealous of anybody that does that. How do you even? I, I couldn't even. He was, I can't comprehend. People go to their parents and say, I want to go to film school. Yeah, I was I was about to Blows. say uh, this, this guy was loaded. So. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Kind of a no-risk right, scenario, okay. to be honest. All right. Financially and pharmaceutically? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was just... He, 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 could, he could live out there for a millennium with no income, so... He'd be fine, dude. He's... I'm not <laughs> worried about crazy. Him. Yeah. Yeah. But I genuinely am so uh, impressed by people that go, I'm 15 years old. I like movies. I want to make movies. Mom, I want to make movies. I would have... That was never on the table for me. It was like, you could be a garbage man or something. I would love you no matter what you did, but you st- like even with that support, I was like, oh, I can't do an art. That's dumb. You dumb liberal child. <laughs> All right, that sounds good, kid. Uh, come out here with me. You, you might need to learn how to dig a hole or something, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach him how to split some wood today. <laughs> Yep. You need a skill to fall back on and a hill to fall into mm-hmm. or a hole to fall into. All right. We have got to pick up the speed here. 
Uh, Billy chats with Nikki and Pops inside the office. He's not too upset that the Punisher took out the crime boss here. It was his time to take over anyway. The parkour gang, they come in. Uh, this main goon is a black dreadlocked fella with an Irish accent. Now, I don't know if this actor is actually Irish or if this guy started to do like a Jamaican accent and then it just went into an Irish accent and it was like, all right, I'm not even going to attempt it. Doesn't he have like a silver tooth as well? Yes. He, yes. he kind of reminded me of uh, the bad guy from True Romance. Drexel? Yeah, Drexel. Must be white boy day. Because he's got like dreadlocks and a silver tooth. I mean, they look they look kinda, pretty close. Kind of reminded me of the dude from The Crow. I can't remember the fucking name of that dude. Gets killed in the oh, end of the way. Oh, the guy who was like the best bad guy in all the 90s movies? It might be the, it might be the same fucking guy. Oh, we got the World Wide Web here. The guy who oh, got it was John Voight. It's John Voight, yeah, that's right. The guy who got a shot on set? No. No. Cron, come on, dude. Don't come on. No, it wasn't Brandon Lee. You're wasn't, talking about the guy, he I was... I um, didn't kill anybody on that set. He was in uh, Prince of Thieves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael Wincott. He kind of reminded me of the bad guy from Drive. Like, you could kind of see him playing that guy as well. Like, drive our drive or the other drive? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the guy who was actually in the other drive Uh, at the bar. This parkour gang, they are delivery men. Uh, Billy basically uses them to pay off the people on the docks. He asks Pops to hand the delivery men some money. Uh, They say, hey, we're actually running short. Billy's like, what the fuck? You just got 200K from so-and-so. Nikki says, hey, remember, I had to launder it. Nikki says, yeah, bring it back. Kind of a throwaway thing, but this mysterious 200K, you know, becomes very important later. Punisher infiltrates finally. He uses his sweet little handheld crossbow and then a fucking elbow drop to take out two goons. Runs in. He gets inside this recycling center. Punisher comes up on Nikki, who is coming out of the shitter. Punisher that, does not... Is that shitter on top of the roof? It's pretty high up there. I think it's, like, yeah. on the roof. It's weird. It's, like... It's, like, up there, all on a catwalk. Yeah, and there's a toilet yeah. up there. I also seen a guy in an owl mask trying to... Fucking with that. How much? How much piping do you need to run... <laughs> turd from Dan. the 30th floor down. I, mean. I think Dan is going for a record of the callbacks. Stage fright reference. Maybe, Aquarius. yeah, maybe maybe some engineer or like architect was like, you know what? It takes a lot to get up and down these fucking ladders and catwalks. Like, if you gotta take a serious shit up here, we need to gravity toilet up here. Maybe they just forgot to add the toilet, like when it was. Gravity's like a good point, Dan. You don't have to bring water. You just shoot and then the, just let it drop. Mm-hmm. So there's a long shit tube. You want some kind of water running through there? You're talking about a dry tube. Well, yeah, the guy who comes in behind you and pees. 
You got to go, dude. He's spraying away any of the flakes and stuff left in the bowl. It's you know? always you got a one before you two. No, you're you're talking about some kind of no. You won while you two. <laughs> I guess you're talking about some kind of perfect two scenario. Like none of these twos are sticky or <laughs> goopy yeah. in any way. These union guys aren't. They're not. They're not almonds. high fiber diets. Yeah. Without hesitation, fucking. Punisher blows Nikki away. Out in the van, the government lackeys are like, holy fuck, agent down. So they heard that shot. Pops comes out of the the office. He gets kicked by Punisher, and then Billy the Butte comes out. He tries to sneak up on Castle. Uh, The Punisher kicks Billy over a railing and into the glass bottle crusher. Punisher turns on the machine, and it starts to spin. Now, Billy the Butte is dragged through the broken glass. His skin ripped away off his face. He's screaming. There's blood smears everywhere. And as all he's saying is in his screams are, my face, my face. This guy's very vain. Uh, Good quality suit, I guess he's got. Because they don't make mention that his body, balls, or butt are ripped up at all. Like, just his face and hands. Kevlar suit, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean all fuck that. Fuck my face, dude. My balls. All that fucking hairspray he had in his hair probably helped him out. Mm-hmm. All right, Punisher then starts shooting the shit out of another handful of other goons that come in. Back on the catwalk, the Punisher, uh, he's out of bullets. He's laying up on the catwalk next to Nikki's dead body. He goes to pull for Nikki's gun out of his like uh, shoulder shoulder holster. This is where he sees the the wire. Holy fuck. The FBI, uh, drop your weapons. They but what? The wire, the HBO series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he watched it on Nikki's phone. <laughs> Nikki was watching it in the shitter. Wrote by uh, Kurt Sutter. Did he work on the wire? Yeah. He wrote for the wire. So we got Wasn't started. Dominic West in the wire? I think so. Or no, maybe I'm thinking of The Shield. Yes, The Shield was Kurt Suter. Uh, aren't there, right. aren't there like 500,000 people in The Wire, though? I mean, I do. White people love talking about The Wire. I can't believe all that. It was down in Baltimore. It's crazy. Crab cakes? Really? Yeah, he was in The Wire. Dominic West. What about John Voight? Yeah, he was in there too. Yeah, he did all the sound effects. Mm-hmm. You know, he was Optimus Prime in The Wire. That's where Dan got confused. Yeah, season four when the Autobots show up, they try to take over I, uh, the crack game. I only watched the first season. That was it. See, it's such a bummer because like they went crack and not marijuana, because then they could have said Autobots roll them. You know, they could have been. <laughs> All right, the feds, they come in, they stop the fight. Punisher's able to slip out. Uh, not only does he slip out, dude just fucking walks through the New York streets in tactical gear and open carrying. Now, if I saw a guy walking around like that, I wouldn't fuck with him. I might get out my phone and film him, but I'm not approaching him. It's the fucking dream, brother. <laughs> Be able to walk down New York streets with white man privilege right semi-automatic there. Semi-automatic rifle. Uh, he slips down into a subway and further into a tunnel. We see his little hideaway. 
he has a little bit of a freak out over Nikki while he's trying to. I, I I took it as like he's gonna warm up some water to probably wash off his wounds and stuff, but he has a little freak out there, realizing that obviously Nikki was a federal agent. I was just having some tea or something, you know. Oh, dude, you gotta have nice old Earl Grey after killing thirty to forty people at a uh, mob front recycling center. Speaking of the recycling center, we see a EMT who's also just dove into the glass. Yeah. What the fuck? Hey, man, first rule. Scene safe? No. Scene is not safe, sir. I'm not getting into that broken glass. Where's the net? I think think Danny Duck, my former uh, EMS partner, would back me up here. We would just lasso the guy's foot and pull him out. Now he did. Hey, Danny. Just drag him out. He's, Hi, Danny. He's totally still alive, though, in this movie. <laughs> well, yes, they realize that he's alive after crunching around in the broken glass. Hey, holy shit, I got him. Billy the Butte. Somebody even says, I doubt he's alive, but he is alive. They sliced all the shit. Guys, we're taking a pee break. Right. I apologize for that pee break so early on, but this movie is sparking so much discussion. Piss. What? This movie's sparking so much piss. When we left off Frank Castle, the Punisher, he had uh, he's killed probably 70 people by this point between a uh, crime boss's mansion and then a uh, mafia front recycling center. Billy the Butte was dropped into a glass recycling cruncher and his face chewed to shit, but he's still alive. And before that, Frank Castle realized that he had accidentally shot. I mean, not accidentally. He shot a guy like he does who just happened to be a federal agent. Dan, you got any questions up to this point? About this movie? Yeah, just in general. No, I mean, pretty... Pretty punishier, you know. That's pretty this straightforward. Is, this is what I expected. Yep. All right, we are at a funeral. You guys Agent think uh, being the Punisher looks like a Baldwin? Kinda. The hair. Kinda. He kinda yeah. has that face, right? Like a Baldwin kind of thing. I think to yeah. get cast for this, they're like slick back that hair, uh, roll around on the floor, and if it didn't move you got the part hey if we're gonna talk about his look i think he looks fucking great i think he looks the most punisher of any of the people that have portrayed him yeah i'll give him that i think carl weathers did a pretty damn good job john voight but that wasn't that wasn't earth 616 All right, Agent Nikki, he's being laid to rest. We see his widow, the hottie Julie Benz. You might know her from Dexter. And also... uh, Saw. Rambo. She was in another movie with a guy named Jigsaw. Was she in a Saw? Was she in Saw 2? Five, I think. Which featured a Baldwin, Karan. Were you watching 
saw into part five. Yeah, he was very confused. Uh, I think I only seen the first and second saw. Saw five. I've only seen one and two. Four or five has like an incredible twist where you realize like that that one was going on at the same time as the previous one or something. And I know they do that a lot, but the way that they unveiled it, I was like, me and my dad, our minds were blown. I was like, holy shit. I I remember I I was in an ambulance the next day telling my partner like, all right, so anyway, Saw 5 is actually happening at the same time as Saw. They're like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember uh, somebody told me that they're doing the work, man. All right. For paranormal activity, I guess one of them is whenever she leaves the house. It's, I guess, the, the that's house the that ending she of two. Went to well, yeah, and I was part, like, part oh, two. Wait, 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 wait. Part two. Diablo is- spoilers. Diablo spoilers for paranormal activity. A movie that's been out for a dozen years. Part two is happen. Paranormal Activity two takes place at the Never same time it. as Saw three takes place. <laughs> what John? I Boyd. knew it. I fucking knew it. It was laid out there. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. Did anybody watch Spiral? I was kind of interested in it, but no. Mm-hmm. Fucking COVID. <laughs> Ruining up. Ruining my Saw universe. All right, so Judy Benz, she's our widow. She's here with her kid. Then we see, we're introduced to another agent, Budiansky. Now, I only know of this actor. I believe he was in a few Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Budiansky confronts the FBI guy about what happened. Nikki reported that something big was going down. Wanted Homeland Security. Fed's doing 24-hour surveillance on Ruzzati, but didn't account for the Punisher going in and fucking the place up. The Homeland Security threat in their eyes is a bigger concern than the Feds, uh, or to the Feds, than a fucking crazy vigilante out there. Budiansky consoles Nikki's widow, um, and then Castle, who was doing the stereotypical watch the funeral from the distance... Uh, he then goes over and visits the gravestone of his slain family. I don't want to have to drive. Cut to the police the department. Line. We're at the- oh, he's well, he is going through something because he's trying to fucking scrape a stain off that headstone like like a meth addict, dude. I mean, well, I mean, you could say he's going through something because he's murdering people forty, fifty at a time. Sure. The police department, 12th Precinct, Budiansky shows up. He's going to act as a liaison. The captain here is a real asshole. And Budiansky calls him out for not hitting the streets looking for Castle. You crispy With all due respect, Captain. That is bullshit. Gets everybody's attention. What if it had been your man lying there, huh? In a pool of his own blood? You Krispy Kreme motherfuckers would be beating down every door in this city. Real dolomite uh, line there. And then the little bald cop who should have faked the head hit uh, from earlier, he chimes in and advises, hey, the Punisher Task Force, they could use some help. They're down in the basement. 
Budiansky goes down there, the captain and this other guy, they kind of, you know, a little conniving laugh to be, to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so Bud, as I'm going to call him for the rest of this, he goes down and uh, he meets the Punisher Task Force, which is only uh, Detective Martin Soap. This was one of our two cops from earlier in the movie. Soap has been following the Punisher case for five years. He fills Bud in about Castle's past. He's a former military badass who lost his family to a mob murder. Budiansky can't believe the overwhelming amount of case files in the basement. It's the stereotypical, like, which one's his? No. All of them. It's all his. Yeah, a yeah. lot of files for a guy that tries to remain anonymous. Well, also, oh, has no, he, he don't care. Has he killed 400,000 people? I mean... It's an he entire needs, basement full of files. It needs to be locked the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, they need to do a Dark Knight Rises level. Just police swarm all of the tunnels and subways. Because this guy is killing, realistically, he's killing more people than Bane mm-hmm. had at this point. Is this yeah. movie going on at the same t- Oh, my God. No. Marvel, no, DC. This isn't 616. Oh, shit. That's right. They could be happening happening at the same time. Nah. You Krispy Kreme motherfuckers. <laughs> We're at the Punisher's base. You rat soup eating motherfuckers. <laughs> Finally, we get some fucking words out of Frank Castle. And they are not Hello Newman, which would have been... <laughs> Hey guys, I love killing. Because fucking Wayne Knight shows up. He plays Micro. He is Castle's arm dealer. Put him in every movie. I was happy to see him in this. He's great. He is a. Yes. Uh, I watched in one of the. So I bought this on Apple TV. (laughs) You bought it? it, Yeah, I bought it. It was 10 bucks. Hey, Dan. I bought this on Amazon. It was two more dollars. I wanted to I wanted to be leisurely Savor with it. this watch if I wanted to, you know? Savor it. I don't want to have that that 48-hour clock running against me as always. 48-hour rush, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Punisher gives Micro a stack of cash. Micro says, it's too much. Punisher says, consider retirement. What the fuck? Punisher, uh, you know, he can't do it. He's starting to feel guilty about killing this agent. Micro tries to console him. Hey, you didn't know. There's always collateral damage. A little back and forth here. He eventually says, hey, leave me alone. And then Castle goes and sits in his fucking chair like a brooding old man. We're at a surgeon's office. Now... At this point, you have to go, this is playing out so much like Batman 89. Yep. Right? Like, he's already established. He's causing a bunch of problems. He throws a guy over a railing. He gets super disfigured. And then you have this surgeon scene. I don't dislike it, but it's hard to avoid the the comparison. We have some other ones uh, along the way as well. We'll get there. So yeah, Billy is alive. Batman shows up. <laughs> Different universe. Different universe, Kron. Although, I guess the Flash could bring him in. We already had Actually, 
I don't know who would do more damage, fucking Ezra Miller or fucking Frank Castle. He'll be you guys aware. He'll be you guys know what's going on with Ezra Miller? Yeah, he got, yeah, into, some, Bond. He got into some hot water or something. and mm-hmm. He's just beating the shit out of people in their bedrooms. Is this the Flash right. guy? Yeah. Billy is alive. He's all bandaged. He's actually quite talkative and kind of happy. Um, he's asking about Nikki. Pops, who's Pitsy, actually, and then his son, Ink. They're telling Billy that Nikki was a fucking rat. And they couldn't find the, mo- the money that Nikki had. And then this money, again, like we said, caused a lot of problems. They're talking to Billy. They decide they're going to start looking into the widow, see where Nikki hid this money. Now, a surgeon comes in. Billy's getting even more excited. He wants to see his face. Um, They make a joke here. He apparently had to go to a free clinic first uh, because he missed an insurance payment. Now, I... What when the when they were writing this, what fucking lefty person was like had a problem with their insurance and wrote this little throwaway line in here? It had to be because the yeah. the Punisher is definitely a very conservative character, right? Paul Kersey, a conservative character. It's like this wet dream of fuck it, I'm gonna do it myself, you know. And then this like. I don't know, or maybe it is a, a conservative outlook of like fucking insurance companies fucking up the man, you know, or the, the common man. I don't know. I got a kick out of that. I think it was just some guy who's like, this joke will still be relevant <laughs> in f- 20 <laughs> years. Yeah, 15 years from now. Yeah. So when, yeah, when five will day not Reynolds be Medicare for movie. all <laughs> in 15 years. No way. Yeah, we won't see it in our lifetime. No way. All right, the doctor wants Billy to be aware of how severe the injuries were. Billy's like, yeah, 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 just fucking take the bandages off. Doctor starts pulling these wraps off. He starts to point out the alloy plates that they had to install and the horse hide. I'm not sure. So some poor horse was just fucking murdered just so Billy could get his face back. I'm sure Dan loved that. We all love that because we're an anti-horse podcast, yes. That's right. I don't want to see him killed just to be put into some rich guy's face, though, Dan. Come on, Kron. No, you want to see him killed for their glue. At least they were put to use. Okay, I'm trying to eat a little horse meat, Dan, not just help these one percenters rebuild their faces. I think it should have been like a little furry. like a patch of little fur I mean I think I would even I would eat meat if I could eat like a Kentucky Derby winner mm-hmm. or like a triple crown because that's got to be real good I don't I mean muscle. I think it'll be lean Cause, yeah it's yeah because be like... Ravenous taught us that if if I were to eat a man I would get his strength mm-hmm. so does that work for a horse I get horsepower yeah I get, I mean, if you eat a little bit of a Kentucky Derby winner, you're going to be running a little quicker the next morning. To the catwalk shitter at the recycling center. 
I gotta take a shit, but it's all the way up on the eighth floor. Fuck. Oh, that's that's clean meat, dude. That's not gonna fuck you up. It would fuck me up. I don't have those enzymes to process that meat anymore. They're still there. My stomach lining would, would just fucking drop out of me like a lady's monthly. Like just <laughs> couldn't handle it. All right. Like, like a lady, one of the henchmen, demanding women category here, folks. <laughs> well, that's what happens. The uterine lining sheds, and it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, trying to bring so lady th- stuff into this pod, dude. Calm yeah, down, dude. This is important stuff. Ladies, get tested um, and do the mammograms, please. Mm-hmm. Because we want you to keep directing movies like Punisher Warzone. We love please. You. More movies like this, please. All right. Ink throws up. Pops is like, what the fuck? Pulls him into another room. Uh, While he pulls him outside, Ink is like, holy shit, have you ever seen something so fucked up? Uh, Billy looks at the mirror. You get the little Joker laugh scene. Says he wants to talk to the doctor. Or that's what it is. I want to talk to the doctor. Take him outside. So they go outside. Pops comes back in. When he's come in, I think my dog is dreaming. Um, can you hear that? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Murphy, wake up. Murphy. Murphy, it's, it's you. you. I do say that, like if there's a mess or something, and I'm like, I know that wasn't Shay, so I'm able to say that to Murphy. All right. All of this is to say that fucking Billy murders the doctor in rage. I mean, and then while he's standing there brooding, he looks outside and sees, like, I guess, which is like a news CNN news fucking little like promo video of like a jigsaw puzzle coming together. Honestly, that doctor did do a terrible job, though. So <laughs> I yes. get it. Like, he does not look like a normal person anymore. So. But it was the free clinic that started the problem, I'm, right? I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying, objectively, a bad job. Is there street racing going outside? Mm-hmm. I've got money on that, so. <laughs> we are off the rails here. We got dogs barking, burps. I am. I got so little sleep last night. I'm not even drunk. I'm slurring my words here. We're talking about the new, the newly born Jigsaw. Because the boys and Billy, they are, they're cruising down the street. Now we see Jigsaw's face. It's all fucked up. It looks great. I think the makeup on Dominic West, he's really leaning into it. He starts telling the boys, we need to focus on my goals. Number one, get my money back. Number two, kill Frank Castle. They say, you got it, Billy. And he says, nah, from now on, you call me Jigsaw. Uh, he says, we're going to break my brother out. And Ink says, Looney Bin Jim? Fucking Jigsaw snaps at him. Call him James. All right, yeah, great idea, great idea. What? So, Billy is Italian. So, yeah. why does he have a Latino brother named Looney Bin Jim? I, I'm not. I don't follow the the Latino connection. He looks. The dude looks like he's Latino. 
to me. Uh, he looks like oh no, a I just Spanish dude. He does not look Italian to me. Am I being racist or is this movie being racist? Little column A, little column B. Yeah. It's all. It's, I don't know. <laughs> we got a little shot here of Castle watching Nikki's daughter getting picked up from school. He starts to have a flashback of his own kids. Now we're at Kentworth, or Kentworth Asylum. This is where LBJ, Looney Bin Jim, is strapped up into his. But I it's a considerably large room. Mm-hmm. Like, why strap the guy in if you're going to give him such a big-ass room? Or why give him a big room if you're going to have him strapped in? doesn't make any sense. You see what anyway, he's doing. Why strap orderly. him in in such a weird way? He's, like, setting upright, but all of his limbs are out. They they move him every few hours to kind of help keep, you know, What's they put that? him in different positions. Yeah. But yeah, instead of having his arms just kind of at his side, the stereotypical way, he's kind of up like he's being tortured. Yeah. <laughs> More like orderly Looney comes ben in. Jesus. Uh, throws LBJ's meds down his throat, tries to serve him some applesauce, starts doing the, you know, like airplane coming in, then at the last minute kind of fucks with him, eats the applesauce himself. Takes a few bites, beat on the door. It's a doctor yelling, open up. Orderly goes and opens it, but it's a doctor who's being held by uh, Jigsaw, ink and pop. As soon as the door is open, Jigsaw breaks the doctor's neck. Jigsaw approaches the uh, his brother. Is that you, Billy? You look fantastic, brother. So if you think Dominic West is doing a terrible voice, this actor really amping it up. Uh, you'll know this guy from he was Percy in the Green Mile and is also a dirty cop in the Salton Sea <laughs> has one of the most punchable faces of all time and I think he's also I think when he was like 45 he had a reality show where he married like a 19 year old girl or like the I feel like the girl's mom I don't want to be talking about the guy you know whatever but I think the girl's mom like signed a waiver that she was like old enough to be with this guy. The fuck? Somebody out there knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, this guy's are kind of a creep. Hey, if you're listening out there at 19, you don't need no fucking waiver. <laughs> Not in. I think the show was at like 19, but they had been together for like three or four years or something. Shit, Missouri, it's 17, bro. Uh, it should be 21 across the board. All right. So they release well, uh, Looney Ben Jim. Want to be an old hag when you get married. He's all for. I'm gonna keep moving. He is like all about Jigsaw's face. You mm-hmm. look fantastic, brother. Young enough to move those seed sacks. They let him go. Uh, they ask what they're gonna do with the orderly, and LBJ says, "Fatso's mine. I'm gonna get my applesauce back." Says something about. Applesauce and kidneys are a delicacy in Sweden. Cannibalism. Yep. Takes out the orderly and then just starts digging out the dude's kidneys with his teeth and claws, I guess. Well, he also says, uh, yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy, 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 tummy. tummy. Yeah. 
This guy is fully like uh I, he, he's not in a movie anymore. He's in an actual comic book and I don't know, one from the late 40s, I think. So mm-hmm. I will give it to Billy and uh and Looney Bing Ben Jim because before this they do kiss each other, so they must be Italian. Mhm. Oh, you got to kiss your brother. You got to kiss me, brother. How else do I know it's you if we don't lock lips? We're at the widow's house. Castle arrives with a bag full of money. He's here to, you know, do what he can to pay this poor woman off. As he's standing on this porch, we get this little bitch complaining, you're in my light. Again, maybe the award for worst kid in five-day rentals history. This little girl sucks. Not a hello, not a hi, just a you're in my light. Oh, he did uh, kill her dad. <laughs> she doesn't know that. She has Sorry. every reason to be upset. Sorry yeah. she's not being super nice to him. <laughs> the man who killed her father. I mean, I mean, not even a, hey, you're in my light. You know, like a kind of playful. It's just, you're in my light. Like I, This is where you come to it, come to the house and knock on the door. You picked an ill spot to be fucking... She's pressing leaves or something? Uh, Frank Castle Freak does not knock on doors. Ever. No, he kicks through them. Or runs. Yeah, it it would like it would have made more sense if he didn't see her there and he like walked up there and then tried to drop the money off and then she was like... She saw him and started talking to him. But yeah, he's like straight up like about to ring the bell. Hey, so anyway, I'm the Punisher. Accidentally killed your husband. Some money There's I There's a bunch stole. of drug money. Yeah. He pulls out a tactical flashlight, you know. As far as I'm concerned, they're even now. That's a badass flashlight. Sorry I killed your dad, but here's this badass mag light. He gets back to the lair, and he's like, oh, fuck, that was my flashlight. God, Fuck. You think he's got a skull like Julie Benz busts out step the way, step the fuck away from my little girl. She's doing a she cannot hold the accent through this movie. The opening it's is terrible. just an eye socket. <laughs> Mom, can that's that, a dad can, word. Can they eye get in the house, out? honey? <laughs> this widow's name is Angela. She's holding castle at gunpoint. You get to pay us off. Who punishes you? Castle goes on, your husband cared about his family. He wanted you to be protected. He took you out to the range. He showed you how to do it. But he has to correct her. Aim for the fucking heart. Squeeze, don't pull, he says. She shoots him. Little girl comes back out. I can't find my red pen. (laughs) Fucking hell. All right. Angela tells Castle to leave, so he takes off. He tries to, uh, he's trying to give her the money. Hey, it's for your daughter college fun yada yada she's not having any of it we got jigsaw and crew they're outside this apartment formerly owned by the the crime boss cesara cesara i don't know i was too fucking stoned when i watched this so jigsaw uh starts crying when they enter the lobby of this fucking apartment because he's seeing 
all of the mirrors, seeing his shitty-ass reflection. Look what he did to me. Look what he did to me. LBJ's like, as far as I'm around, you won't have to look at your ugly fucking face no more. And LBJ just starts doing some shitty parkour through the lobby, headbutting, punching, kicking all the mirrors, all the reflective surfaces. I wish this scene was ten times as long as it was. Yes. Just to have this guy ramming his head into I have mirrors. I have to imagine that the script was like two that he punched, and then on the day they were like, this is great. Where the fuck else can we put another mirror? Mm-hmm. It's a very Godfather moment when he's holding him by the face and all that. Mm-hmm. And they're kissing right on the lips. I do that with everybody. Hey, let's have a Godfather moment. Mm-hmm. I knew it was you. Jigsaw's loving it. He's fucking cracking up. This is great. Now we cut. We got Christu, the Russian. They arrive for a meeting. Christu, Christo. Uh, one of his goons starts mouthing off during this meeting. LBJ threatens him, says something about the human tongue can stretch a lot farther than you think it can. This goon of the Russian, he is he's dropping things basically like, you know, if the Punisher can do this to your face, what could he do to our deal? What could he do and to it, our dicks? Oh, fuck, dude. Shoot him. I, I fucking shudder at the thought. So immediately when you cut to the scene, you can't help but notice the 12-inch stems on these wine glasses that they're drinking out of. And then you immediately realize the set design. Like the purpose of these, because after this Russian goon mouthing off for a second time, Jigsaw grabs his wine glass, breaks the fucking thing, and then jams the stem, the remaining stem, through the guy's throat. Russians pull their guns. It's a little heated back and forth, but they still want the deal to go through. So the Russians are buying uh, some chemical something biological they're bringing it in and they need jigsaw's connections at the docks to get this stuff through customs so they're going to continue jigsaw now says that the deal is for 12 million now we're in an alleyway the punisher he follows a guy who's buying some guns follows this guy back up into micro's apartment punisher starts questioning like why like who's this fucking banger he says banger like six times here they're all fucking stupid Nobody stops being a banger. You're a banger for life. Fucking bangers. Micro's like, this is Carlos. He's cool. He works for me. We see Micro's uh, catatonic mother. As long as she's got her cooking show, she's fine. Micro lets him in on this little thing. You know, there's these gun buyback programs. But, you know, no banger trusts a cop. So a banger will sell to a banger. And then this guy sells to micro and then micro sells to the punisher this is how he gets his he stays flush with uh, munitions here punisher's here just to say that i'm leaving but this doesn't last very long micro basically says hey you know billy survived right and he's definitely going to go after the widow punisher can't resist Uh, he's the last one and then i'm done Punisher wants to meet one of the new crew leaders, the black dreadlock guy that they were talking that we saw earlier in the movie. 
Uh, Carlos tells him that's McGinty and his urban free flow gang, a mean motherfucker on a constant meth high. So Carlos goes with Castle to go find uh, a connection. We see Budiansky. He stops at a, a bar. He finds Soap, Detective Soap. Pulls him. They want to go look for Castle. Jigsaw and the croup, they, uh, crew, they creep up on Angela. They're parked outside her house. Carlos comes out of a nightclub having caused a fucking ruckus trying to get information on McGinty, which I thought was a cool little thing to cut to. There's like guys running out of this bar. He comes out, his hands are a little bloody. So what did this guy do in there, huh? I'm not sure if Carlos is a character. I'm sure, I feel like Micro might be uh, somebody from the comics. Now, full disclosure, I'm not a big Punisher guy. At a young age, I could kind of read it and go, this isn't for me. I'm a little too progressive for this. Uh, you know. I didn't think they went far enough. <laughs> so I'm not sure... Uh, you know who's who's pulled from the comics and who's not. Soap uh, is from is from one, one of the more soap. recent ones. Soap. Soap. I know Looney Bin Jim is not because I watched one of the. Oh, so that was the thing I was saying earlier. I didn't. It's been so long since I've seen an extra like menu on a movie. I didn't realize that when I bought this on Apple TV, I got all the extras. So I watched two or three of the 10 minute, you know, behind the scenes making ofs. And they talked about how LBJ, Looney Bin Jim was like created for the movie. And they interviewed the actor and he's like, um, what's really interesting about me is that I was taking my medicine and then throughout the movie, I'm not taking my medicine anymore. It's like, that's a really good insight, man. Thank you. Like the actor was saying that about. Yeah. His- yeah. He was like. So that's what's interesting. About like, me. what the like, fuck did we hire this guy? Okay. I started dating this seventeen-year-old. Uh, so life's pretty, pretty good pretty for good. me. Just got married. Movies a success. Law. Life's going grand. Carlos has found out that McGinty and his urban free flow gang—they're going to hit this uh, convenience store. Urban free flow. Say that three times fast. Urban free flow, urban free throw, urban free throw. Mm-hmm. The urban free throw. Yeah. Swish. All right, we cut to the goons, uh, this urban free flow gang. They've already <laughs> killed a shopkeeper, and they're taking their time hopping up on fire escapes and ladders, climbing up to the rooftops. They're getting away. They're jumping across rooftops. They come up on this large gap. And, you know, like parkour guys do, they're, you know, goading each other to make the jump. McGinty takes the jump first. Second guy goes to make the jump. And fucking RPG from Freight Castle across the rooftops blows this second guy away. It's fucking incredible. What? 2008 CGI. Like, it's... It's... Beautiful. I would not want it to look any better. It's just, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, because these guys are just in such fucking shock, Castle is able to just slowly pick up a long gun with a scope and blast the third guy with a fucking headshot. Then he blows out each of McGinty's knees. 
McGinty screams, falls to the ground. Castle loads his guns all in a bag and then drops him down a chute. Uh, we cut to Punisher having, I guess, climbed down a fire escape, then climbed up another fire escape. Makes his way over to McGinty. McGinty tells the Punisher that Billy is hes out of cash. He needs some. So he's going to get some money. And the only possible thing that or place that it could be would be the widow's house. Something for something, he says, Mr. Punisher. We cut down to the alley below. Soap and Budiansky, they're driving towards the convenience store robbery. They heard it on the radio. Budiansky is uh, telling Soap that he was a former partner of Nikki in narcotics. But Budiansky was skiing the Alps, if you will, snorting all the cocaine that they would confiscate. Internal uh, Affairs, they tried to get Nikki to rat Bud out, but he refused. And then as punishment for not playing the IA game, Nikki was uh, sent undercover. So Budiansky feels guilt, thinks that his it's his fault that Nikki was, you know, put undercover and then murdered by the Punisher. There's a part so, where the one cop is like, hey, are you still skiing the slopes? And it seemed yeah. like... Like he was kind of like, because if you know where hey, to score, yeah, yeah. Like, I'd be totally down to do some blow with you right now. I know a guy, man. Like we could We're forget off. about this Punisher shit tonight. We're <laughs> off tomorrow. Let's go turn one on, man. We're off tomorrow. I'm absolutely at the age of like, hey, I'm off tomorrow. I might have one more beer. Like, so much of my weekend is like, no, it's Sunday. I can't. I got to work tomorrow. I need to be home by 3. I like to have my feet up by 4. Mm-hmm. Napping and resting. I got to work tomorrow. Like, I went to see Doctor Strange on a Tuesday, and I was like, this is this is bad. I feel like I'm skipping school. I got to work tomorrow. Capitalism. Yeah. Hey, I but saw- if I had a cocaine habit, fuck, on any day of the week, buddy. I saw everything everywhere at 11, and I was like, well, if I see it at 11, I'm really not getting out until, like, 2. I mean, I factor in previews. I mean. Oh, man. We'll go to Sam's parents' house at 5 on a Sunday, and I'm like, oh, it's so late. It's so late. All right. So as these two pull up in their SUV into the alleyway, fucking McGinty's body falls and impales on a spiked fence. And then a really fucking hammered home Punisher jumps down and fucking drop kicks his head. It's fucking awesome. So, and he pays no mind that this fucking SUV pulled up. Like, cause he just fucking breaks the dead guy's neck and then just starts walking off. Oh yeah. He's been getting away with murder for fucking years. Is that a Papa Roach song? Um, because I got, I think I need to go in and stop them from being played on my Spotify. Doom, doom, damn, doom, 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 doom. I only know they cut my life into pieces, and then that's the jig. That's the jigsaw theme. And then Janny, Janny, cut my face into pieces. Danny Duck would say, (laughs) "What would he always say? I'm going to cut my ass tonight." (laughs) Chances are that I might. 
Did you guys see that uh, YouTube clip of the monster trailer? Mm-hmm. Where I timestamped the Charlize Theron run? Mm-hmm. I did watch that. It's incredible. Still so good. Clip I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. All right. Budiansky goes after the Punisher, tells Soap to pull around. We're at the widow's house. We get this. This is the worst part of the movie. I don't understand the editing decision here. It's slow-mo of these four guys coming down the alley, like up to the widow's house. But then they chop it to make them like jump four steps ahead. So why did you slow it down? to then chop it to bring it back up to speed. It was my least favorite version so far, the Abbey Road cover. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it. you got a psycho, a fucking mangled-ass uh, mob boss. Uh, one of these guys is also, like, addicted to coke, too, and then an old fat guy. Sounds like the And we're supposed to be afraid of them. Yeah, it's one, one for one. So McCartney would be Jigsaw. Beatles to a T, yeah. Looney Bin Jim. Lennon. Is Lennon. Mm-hmm. Then Ink, the the one on drugs, is definitely George Harrison. Yep. And then Pops would be... Ringo. Ringo. Yeah, shit. You did it. All right, they bust in the house. They instantly start looking for the money. They're harassing the widows, or the widow and the uh, the kid. Budiansky, he finds the Punisher in an alley. We get a little hand-to-hand combat here. Budiansky, he's not a total pushover. Lays a few shots on Punisher, throws him up on the top of the car, but ultimately Punisher uh, fucking ends up throwing his fucking head into a car window and then knees the fuck out of him. Uh, as Castle realizes that Budiansky's FBI badge fell out and is laying on the ground, Budiansky sneaks up and slaps the cuff on Frank up back to the widow's house it does seem weird when the mob boss is the one rooting through stuff like you'd think he would be the one fucking with the the kid and the widow and then pops and ink would be rooting it just seemed odd that the guy in charge was the one on his hands and knees digging through fucking drawers i'm no good with kids you guys take (laughs) i'm dealing with this. this These guys are coming up empty-handed. Uh, Looney Bin Jim takes a baseball bat, starts bu- busting some shit on the walls, and then the actor has trouble flipping a coffee table, which I thought was funny. It's like he didn't anticipate it weighing as much as it did when he tried to deadlift it. <laughs> some cops show up. They've been called um, I think by Budiansky or Soap or whatever when they warned about the widow. Uh, they show up to the house. LBJ lets him in. He... Is this before behind him. or after he opens the girl's bedroom and shoots the dolls? That hasn't happened yet. Okay. I don't think that's happened yet. Because the cops come in, he smashes one with the bat. And then Ink grabs one. Uh, they start to fight with that one. Or with the, the lady cop. The lady cop comes at LBJ Ink grabs a fucking sword or saber off the wall, and then we get another unhinged style push into a knife. That I cop dies. Classic. Not as good as yeah. unhinged, but not as good. Yeah. Not as intense, but um, 
Thanks, guys. Finally, Jigsaw's fucking had it. He uh, threatens the kid at gunpoint. The widow finally admits that there's a safe in the bedroom, and she gives him the code. It's like ten two sixty five or something. Yeah. Was that your husband's birthday? There's no way you can make that a combination to a safe. (laughs) Uh, A safe combo has to be like 25, 18, 61. It's 32, 7, A, 6. You're not writing this down. You'll forget it. It's 10. 1, 4, 5. It's 10, 2, 1965. This is also where whenever he is rooting through the shit, there. A DVD comes up, which is Blue Velvet. And I'm like, what fucking family-oriented cop has a copy of fucking Blue Velvet, like, at their house? I was like, no. She must have thrown that in as, like, a Easter egg or some shit. Like, oh, she loves Blue Velvet. Like, no cop family has Blue Velvet. And if you are a cop family... Twitter us and take a picture of your copy of Blue Velvet in your DVD Dude, collection. They bleed blue so much. Yeah. Any movie with blue. <laughs> yeah, blue uh, Crush. Thought he was picking up like a thin blue, blue line crush. thing. And- blue Crush. Uh, uh, Varsity oh, Blues. Varsity Blues. Uh, blue Velvet. Yeah, pick that one up too. Uh, blue Is Ruin. Devil yeah. in a Blue Dress. Karan, you going to... That's what I was about to say. They're just listening to uh, Blue by Eiffel 65. I know your category is blue movies tonight. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, blue balls. So she admits to the say finally. I mean, we cut back. We got Soap and Bud. They are heading to the wid- widow's house since there's been no answer from the patrol car. Budiansky, when they get to the house, he runs in. Um, but he is immediately subdued. He sees the, the ladies at gunpoint, and then immediately is just like, ah, fuck it. Blue Hands ruin. Hands good. I said that. Dan said, Dan said blue ruin. God damn it, dude. Quit hogging all the blues, buddy. <laughs> blue Valentine. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, That's a good one. I didn't think about that one. That's a bummer. That's a great movie. That's a good movie. We're covering next week here on the five day. So when Budiansky's he's now part he's one of the hostages. We cut back out to the car. Punisher tells Soap to let him go. Guys, it turns out that Soap's been working with the Punisher this whole fucking time. It's one thing to give you a tip now and then, another to give you the password to the fucking case file code or whatever. But I can't let you go. Yeah. But Reluctantly, he lets the guy go. Did you guys notice that they used the classic jar break noise Mm-mm. in this here? So after we get the hint that Soap is going to let the Punisher go, we cut back inside. And Ink and Pops are kind of uh, arguing over like while they're holding the ladies hostage. And they hear some noises in the alley. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And they literally have, like, from Wet Hot American Summer, the classic jar break. If I was fucking cracking up at this. So they uh, they send Ink to go investigate what the fuck this noise is. Uh, as he goes to do that, 
we cut we see uh lbj uh, and jigsaw upstairs they've they, blue, they blue figured hawaii. out how to put blue hawaii yeah. um now we get two options i'm going to continue to go through this plot mm-hmm. and you pay attention <laughs> or we pause right here and we pull up imdb and we just get all the blue movies <laughs> out of the way we got one or two because nope. we are. S- we're because I'll we're do there. It. We're there. We're getting there. Just keep going. Yeah, we gotta get to this plot. When we started this podcast, you never said we had to pay attention. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the rest of the blue movies because I want to get some text messages tomorrow. Blues Brothers. And- no. Let's just do. Let's do the plot one. D Blue C. No. Damn it. You're ruining it. I was, I was going to ruining into the blue later. You were, you are ruining the text messages for tomorrow morning. Cron red oh, films. Man. Oh uh, man, blue streak with Martin Lawrence. I was going to do Ryan. that one. I was going to fucking do that one. Blue Lagoon. Damn it! Go to the plot, dude. Blue Shield. You're ruining the shield? joke. Oh fucking dark blue with Kurt Russell. Yeah. God. We'll remember this. Blue Steel. Oh, Blue Steel. Biloxi Blues. With a vehicular manslaughter avoider, Mo- Matthew Broderick. Moraney's Blue Bottom Blues. All right, so what's going on in this alt right movie? <laughs> Yeah, where's January 6th fit in here? Mm-hmm. Both of you have a blue title locked and loaded. I know. I'm going to get... You took them it's all, gonna be funny. You took all it's the gonna good It's going to be funny. It's going to be funny. I'm just calling the shot right now. It's going to be funny. All right. We're at the part where Jigsaw and LBJ get all fucking pissed because there's nothing in the safe. Which, amazingly, they got it open even though there's not... Fort Crunt. <laughs> I can listen, dude. <laughs> Eyes here, buddy. Blue they crush. get pissed off. Jigsaw starts smashing shit. Uh, this is where Looney Bin Jim shoots the dolls in the girl's bedroom. Yeah, and the downstairs are like, hey, what was that? <laughs> it was a fucking gunshot. Like, What? If Rachel shot a gun upstairs, I'd be like, oh, shit, Rachel just shot a gun upstairs. <laughs> Why is there a gun? Yeah. Uh, Punisher sneaks in and punches through Ink's head. Looks it's cool incredible. as hell, dude. So when I sent you guys that video of this, I was flipping through, and it was on IFC. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that's, that's what Bones picked last night. So I clicked on it, and it was that part, like, we're right when it came in, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> but then IFC took it off, so I had to pay for it. That's a bummer. I'm sorry. You should have bought it. $10 on Apple. No. Instead, I rented blue as the warmest color. <laughs> you don't own that on fucking 4K? I just have the, the GIF. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got a, got a super cut on my hard drive. <laughs> a loop. 
Got that one from Kron. All right. So after he fucking punches through Ink's head, he easily uh, gets the fucking shotgun away from Pops. Now, while Bo- Budiansky is like <laughs> attempting to arrest Pops, Punisher just does not hesitate and fucking blows his head off with the shotgun. Budiansky like freaks the fuck out. What were we going to say? I was just like, he almost he sounded, blew his head off. He almost sounded Canadian with that. Yeah, one. He, he, you said a boot. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. The hazies are kicking in, gentlemen. All right, uh, Budiansky and Soap. They somehow managed to arrest Jigsaw and LBJ, though. It's fucking ridiculous. Like Soap busts in, and Budiansky's like, "Give me your fucking gun," and starts. Like, he's got double pistols. LBJ and Jigsaw are on the stairs like two fucking 10-year-olds. Yeah, this is the lamest fuck. Like, who decided to put those two shooting from the stairs up like that? Yeah, they look like 10-year-old boys like watching a rated R movie down up on the fucking staircase. Exactly, yeah. Um, We're at the hideout. Punisher is telling Angela to hide out here with a kid. She's of course trying to be real tough. I've fucking loved watching in the uh, the extras when they interview Julie Benz, and she's like, "She's a different type of mom. She's a mama bear. She's willing to do whatever to protect her kid." I'm like, Two what the scenes. fuck? Have you have you read this movie? Like, no, you were barely in this movie. Uh, the kid just starts rooting around in Castle's private shit, like. Finds the key to his trunk and just opens the shit up. He's playing it cool. He's like, yeah, she's smart. She's smart. She figured it out. Yeah. It's like it was on the back, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, she opens the chest. Starts playing with the toy. He's got a snow globe. So it's my daughter's. Will she care if I will play with it? She's fucking dead. Ask him if you can play with it. And then the mom's like doing like the, no, put that down. But it's like the half thing of like, don't be rude to my kid. Let her play with your shit. Let her play with it so she'll leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I gotta tell you, there is a KFC commercial that was at the front of uh, Doctor Strange when I went with this week. And I guess they're doing this thing now. It's like the sides meal. You know? Like they're really pushing the sides at KFC. You're ordering they, everything but the chicken? Well, I think you get some chicken. But uh, it's got a kid, and he's like, mm, mac and cheese. So it's like a, a family of four, and they're at the table. And there's a KFC bucket in the middle of the table, and the, the family's eating, and then you're hearing the internal thoughts of each person. And the little boy's like, mm, mac and cheese. And the, the girl's like, mmm french fries and then it shows the dad and he's like crispy chicken tenders or whatever and then the mom's got a biscuit she's like "Mm, silence and i'm thinking to myself fuck you you chose to have these fucking children like it pisses me off when it's like when people are like ah you know like i got this buddy who like bitches about having kids all the time and i'm like hey man don't be like that and he's like I got kids and you don't know nothing about it. 
And he's right. Cron, you ever had that? It's <laughs> totally right. I don't know. Something like that. You know, I got a buddy that's like, I got a primo insurance. Nothing costs mm-hmm. me nothing. It costs me nothing. Cost me every. every oh, man. Check. That would have been a great time to drop another blue movie. Well, you. Took like Blues Brothers two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will fucking I will McGinty your blue bit. I will shoot the knees out from underneath it. All right. Jigsaw and LBJ, they are in lockup at the precinct there. And they are there for all of ten minutes before they make a deal with the feds. Basically, you're gonna let us out, you're gonna give us money, and we are going to give you um some biological shit. Now I can actually understand this deal. I can understand the feds going like, uh, we're avoiding a terrorist attack and we're giving a guy who probably is just simply the head of an organization. And you know, it's the head of the Hydra thing, but maybe potentially stopping a terrorist attack. But for the sake of this movie, all it does is get fucking jigsaw immediately right back on the street and allows him to get $12 million. Did he even say what the attack was going to be? No, no, he just basically says, like, I know that some shit's coming in. I know the Russians are doing it, and I know that's probably going to be sold to, uh, I believe this is the second time they say the uh, a very in, or a very offensive word for a Muslim or Islamic person. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys notice that LBJ had broken all the glass in the interrogation room, though? Mm-mm. Yeah, because he's like all his, bloody. His his, hands. Fuss, his fists were all bloody, and like the double sided glass was all busted up. I was like, "That's a cool old feature." What's interesting about me though is that my character isn't on his drugs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they make a deal. They want full immunity. They want their money, and then they want one more thing. What could that be? So we cut to the deal. We got the Russians. They get their biological shit. I love that it's just so inconsequential. They just cut to this container. It's like four fucking vials of ooze. Of like blue glowing liquid. And Mm -hmm. also a copy of Into the Blue. On DVD. Mm -hmm. Jessica Alba looks good in that movie. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. When does she not? Yeah. So the Russians, they right as they're about to get their biological shit and take off, the handover is interrupted by the feds. Christo is fucking pissed. You're a fucking dead man, he says. Uh, this fed, a federal agent, this head honcho, he lets Jigsaw and LBJ go, but not before he hands them a case file for micro. Angela and Grace, this is the little shitty, bitchy little girl. Uh, They're complaining about not getting a nice meal when fucking Frank Castle has served them a delicious MRE. And explains. This is all I have. In detail. Yeah. What's an MRE? Meal, ready to eat. The mom says, not exactly a balanced breakfast. I'm like, it's fucking designed by the military to be a balanced meal. You're mm-hmm. getting, you're it's, not fucking dead. How about that? No, you're not you're fucking all, dead. You're getting all of your macros. 
If I was Frank Castle, and, I would have uh, just ended it right there. Remember when that fucking creepy guy with a fucked up face had you hostage last night, and now you're here, safe, eating MREs? Probably also getting like half a pack of cigarettes in there or something. I mean, oh yeah, they're from fucking Vietnam era mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> There's a condom in there. There's a, a pre-roll Tabasco. joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little uh, little heater. Remember, Dan, did you ever do that? They had that little heater that you would like break and rub, and it would like warm up the food. Oh yeah, and the water. But you could make it. like little yeah, but you could make little bombs out of it if you put mm-hmm. it in like a water bottle. Not a balanced breakfast. Shut the fuck up. All right. So Carlos shows up. Where's Micro? He had to look over his mom, Carlos says. So Castle needs Carlos to look over the ladies while he goes to talk to Micro. This is a bummer, though, because fucking Micro has been kidnapped by Jigsaw and LBJ. They've grabbed him from his mother's place. And, uh... Sure enough, they blew that fucking old lady's head off, man. She's still smoking, baby. Yeah. Uh, Castle uh, finds her. We cut back. Carlos is fucking spinning the kid around, being a terrible fucking uh, protector, watch guard, whatever the fuck you want. Spinning around and getting dizzy is not fucking helpful in this. LBJ is able to sneak up, hit him with like a fucking bottle. Uh, the girl runs oh, off in terror. Doesn't he throw a rock like right at his head and hits him yeah, perfectly? It might be a rock. I yeah. thought it was a bottle. Yeah, uh, <laughs> perfectly in the head. I mean, when the girl runs off, get him a contract <laughs> for sure, man. He's already Latino. Yeah, <laughs> man. Throw him on a Florida team. Shit, to yeah. Dan. <laughs> he looks like he's a Mexican dude. I got to look up that. Uh... Crazy ass child molester actors. Cred. Yeah, I hope I'm not fucking blowing up a, a guy who has stayed within the confines of the law. Like you shouldn't do that. But I remember it being very inappropriate and creepy. Uh, LBJ grabs a fire axe and just starts hacking the shit out of Carlos, um, and then chases after our. Our ladies here. Jigsaw takes over a rundown Brad Street hotel. Again, it's always so weird when you see the head honcho guy doing physical labor stuff. Like he's digging through the electrical panel and flips a big switch, then walks out to the street and sees the neon uh, sign light up. I think this was for the original creator of Punisher. His name Brad Street, I think. I'm not sure. I thought I read okay. that. This is a hot I used to work with a guy named Brad Street. Creator of the Punisher? Uh, yeah, man. He was a fucking... You know what? Super hippie. Might have been. Mm-hmm. Left of left, dude. Yeah. Crazy. But he got all of it out in his art, you mm-hmm. know? LBJ shows up. Uh, he's got the kidnapped ladies, and they've got Micro. Now, Castle returns to the hideout. He sees Carlos's fucked up body. Carlos uh, just uh, is on death's door and still decides to lie by saying, I tried my best. Well, when Punisher sees him, he yells out, don't die on me. And it's like, all of this guy's blood is outside of his body right now. Mm -hmm. 
He even says, I'm bleeding out pretty good. Yeah. Well, I think Castle uh, didn't want him to die just yet die because he wanted me. him to, uh, he wanted to punish him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but finally, Carlos convinces him to kind of take him out. Stop pegging me, so- you asshole. Let me die. <laughs> Quit fingering my wounds. <laughs> it's not that kind of hatchet wound. <laughs> I'm real lonely down here. Uh, so yeah, he, he, he takes Carlos out, puts him out of his misery. Then Frank goes and talks to a priest. They have a little back and forth. I guess at one point the Punisher was going to be a priest. He was in a seminary. That was the original story, apparently. Yeah. Uh, he's got a great line here. Sometimes I'd like to get my hands on God. Sure. Budiansky meets him here. Punisher says he needs his help in facilitating the trade with Jigsaw, but you got to leave your badge at the door. And then, guys, we get the fantastic montage of Jigsaw and LBJ going recruiting. They say, we're going to do the same thing Uncle Sam does. We're going to hit up the fucking ghettos, the urban areas, with the promise of money. I bet we get a montage of them giving a speech to all the different gangs throughout the city. Jigsaw marching and swinging his arms around, looking just looking fucking goofy and looking great. What were you gonna say, Carl? Whoever wrote this, they put that last period down and they they stood up and they were like, "I am a fucking genius." Mm-hmm. Um, Jigsaw and LBJ standing in front of like an LCD screen with an American flag on it, giving a speech about how it's it's time to just get rid of Frank Castle. He's made our life a living hell. The promise of money and getting rid of the Punisher. This brings, what, seven, eight different gangs together? Cue the Slipknot psychosocial. While all these fucking psychos start convening at the Bradstreet Hotel. It's such a bummer that the fucking lyrics never kick in. Like, it's just an instrumental. Come on, man. Just give me eight bars of those vocals. Castle loads and uh, loads up all his shit while Bud picks up soap. And they go to see the Russian gangster Christo, his father. They convince this Russian to help them. They want to get an opportunity to take care of the guy responsible of putting Christo away. Jigsaw's new army loads up. They start fortifying the compound. And then we see the Russians show up. So immediately with when they're presented with this, like, hey, you want to fuck up Jigsaw? They're, like, immediately down. They show up with cases upon cases of AK-47s, walk in. There's a little back and forth between them and, like, the Asian gang that's, I guess, covering the first floor of the Bradstreet. Turned into a I'm real raid the, situation. Yeah. I'm here for the Punisher party, this uh, lead Russian gangster says. Put on this, so this get mask and bend over. Uh, the Russians get in, and without hesitation, they just immediately start sh- causing a shitstorm, shooting the shit out of the Asians. Um, that sounded weird. Out of the Asian gang, uh, 
Castle shows up. He's with Budiansky and Soap outside in the alley. Uh, he says, like, this is going to be a fucking shitstorm. We're going to have every cop down here. Budiansky says, nah, I called in an explosives permit. So <laughs> any report coming in from this, they're thinking it's just going to be construction. Uh, Castle goes on a little speech about, hey, you know what? When I started this, I didn't realize I'd, how dark I'd get. I can't let you go with me. He knocks out Budiansky. He does not want him coming with him. Soap says something like, you know he's going to blame me for this. We haven't really talked about how pathetic Soap is. I don't even need and Like it. how amplified. It's not really necessary, but I, I feel like the guy didn't really have anything to do, so he just leaned into... I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Super unnecessary. Beta cuck. Just like you know. when you're in Washington and you climb into the back of your trunk in your blue caprice and shoot people. Yep. That's also a movie. Where are we at? So we're talking, we're in the alley. We've just knocked out Budiansky. Uh, the Russians got the party started by shooting the shit out of the Asian American gang. We talked about that. So now the Punisher, he climbs up a few floors I guess to an adjacent building and then jumps across the alley into a boarded window, starts making his way through. Like Dan said, this is definitely very raid feeling. Yeah. Um, we get lots of people shot here. He's got a pretty awesome assault rifle. Uh, cool trick where he drops a grenade in like a paint bucket and then kicks the bucket towards some guys. They get some smoke grenades. We got some automatic pistols. When the it's really hard to do this justice. When the grenade kind of comes out of that paint can, it cuts to the guy, like the goon, and he just he looks up and he's like, "Oh, what a day!" Like, <laughs> I guess he just blows up from there. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. just like, "Fuck, he got me." Yeah. And that guy's name was Sherman Williams. <laughs> It's Sherwin. Yeah, that's the paint, but his name is Sherman. Yeah, and we come sure. to find out that this whole movie was sponsored by PPG Paint. Mm-hmm. How could you do... What's the Lowe's brand? Falspar. Falspar. Bear. That's, his, uh, brain's, his brain's Falspar all over the walls. <laughs> he couldn't bear it. Uh, real cool thing here. Uh, Punisher takes out this whole floor. He moves up the next floor, and it's kind of dead silent. And then we get this kind of cool zoom in on like his... Because he's just a guy. He's just a fucking brutal killer. But there's this like sense of... like His senses are so attuned. He hears like some talking, like some whispering at a very specific room. He creeps up to that room, shoves his gun through the door, like, here's Johnny style, and then shoots this, like, flare grenade into the room, blows, like, eight to ten guys away. Are those all the, Um, like, gangster guys that got recruited? Yeah, that was, like, the first gang that uh, Jigsaw talked to. 
It's kind of like we saw them all get recruited just to watch them all die together. They are literal cannon fodder. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he takes them out. He then moves to an elevator where he finds a fat Irish guy, uh, blows the shit out of him, just as LBJ jumps in, kicks the shit out of Castle, starts biting him a bunch of times. Castle throws LBJ into a bathroom. Dan, quit looking at your phone for blue movies. I'm not. I'm writing stuff down for whenever we... When I make the fucking episode descriptions. <laughs> Jeez. My blue heaven. Oh, nice. It's going to say. So they're, they're blue, in this I'm bathroom. Blue movies. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Uh, LBJ is hitting in. He's hitting Castle in like targeted areas, and then making a little fucking quip about him. Like, uh, hits him in the balls. You won't be replacing that dead son anytime soon. Uh, hits him in like the meniscus or the kidney. Like it just it sucks. Like the just fucking fight. The delivery and shit is lame. Uh, gets up on Castle, bites him again. Castle's had enough of this. Throws the fucker into a mirror. Uh, then LBJ uses the glass dust to momentarily blind Punisher. LBJ fucking skedaddles away. This leads Castle to the hostages. Please help us, fucking the widow yells, so mama bear my ass. Fucking had enough of it. No wonder fucking where the daughter gets it. Um, She's doing her best. I don't know. I just fucking hate, like, beginning of the movie, we don't need your help. And then 40 minutes later, please help us. I don't know. Just be a little bit more reluctant, you know? Be like, hey, you know what? I would, well, you know, your help would be nice, but you killed my husband, so I'm reluctant. We what got happened. We got this. Go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I this under control, Frank. Look what happened to the chicken unhinged. Like, mm-hmm. she tried to take it into her own hands and. <laughs> She got the bull, baby. She got the man. She got what she deserved for being so rude. Should have gave a courtesy tap. Mm-hmm. It's light. It's polite. Castle has to right? drop his, his gun reluctantly. Now Jigsaw grabs it, starts shooting Frank in the chest in the back in his bulletproof vest, knocking Frank back. Uh, Jigsaw leaves one round in it throws it back to Castle and says, you kill one of them, and I'll let the other one go. So he has uh, Micro, Wayne Knight, uh, wrapped and strapped to one pillar. Then, like, 10 feet away, LBJ is over the daughter and the widow, also roped up to another pillar. He says, you shoot one of them, I'll let the other ones go. Micro says, uh, hey, she's just a kid, man. Shoot me. So this is pretty cool here. Punisher, knowing that he can't save both of them, says to Micro, you won't feel a thing. Puts the laser sight on the little girl. Or no, on Micro. You won't feel a thing. But then quickly turns, shoots... LBJ in the head 
This prompts Jigsaw to shoot Micro, but gives Frank enough time to run the 10 or so feet to dive in front of the little kid before Jigsaw can shoot her. I think that's probably like the best situation, you know, like if you can only save one of them, he was able to take out one of the bad guys and Micro, or, you know, at the the cost of Micro. No, I think Micro should count on his death tally. <laughs> he took out Micro. <laughs> Add him to the body count. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he Micro was a pawn. He lived um, a good life. He was smuggling fucking guns anyway. His mom's dead. What's he going to do? Yeah. Sure. Carlos is all hacked to shit. He ain't got nobody else. Frank just starts beating the shit out of Jigsaw. Uh, so much so that the widow asked to interrupt him, like, Frank, like, stop killing this guy in front of my daughter, I guess. Like, <laughs> so. She's seen enough today. Yeah, he stops the ass beating to go untie them and then tell them to leave. Then goes back to beating the shit out of Jigsaw. Uh, I think he fucking stabs him with like a bar, like a piece of rebar or something. Because they're in like an old bathhouse of this hotel. They're like in an old pool. Uh, Let me put you out of my misery, Frank says as he fucking impales Jigsaw and then throws him on this fire. The widow and the kid, they're met outside by soap and bud. The widow sort of thanks the Punisher. Says, like, me and Nikki used to talk about you, but never really says, like... Yeah, but she hugs. I, I literally don't think the words thank you came out of her mouth in any way. By she the way, hugs Bud like he's, she's fucking him or something. Oh, I had the same thought. I, I wrote Budiansky hitting that, right? Like the way he, I was like, yeah, he's he is here for the uh, the uh, rebound, yeah, the misery moan. You know what I mean? The make me feel good, the monsters ball. <laughs> so we're outside of this church. This is the end of the movie. I'm gonna skip through this. Uh, we're outside of the church. Uh, Soap's walking with Frank. He suggests to Frank that he should hang it up. It's probably done. Uh, as Soap is just continuing to stupidly walk, he's talking to himself. He doesn't realize that Frank has like slipped off into the shadows. Soap walks down some stairs. He's approached by a, a mugger. Give me your fucking wallet. Soap says, Frank. Camera pans up. The Punisher in silhouette. Behind him, the church. Jesus saves on the cross. Bang. I think he says something like, now I got blood and guts all over me or brains all over me. Thanks, Frank. Cue the Rob Zombie. That was Punisher Warzone. Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam in the back of my Dragula. Do it, baby. Do it, baby. <laughs> The working title for Return of the Jedi was Blue Harvest. <laughs> Guys, that was 2008's Punisher Warzone, one of two Marvel Knight productions prior to the fucking beast that is Marvel now. 
The curse. I had a fucking blast with this movie. Dan, you got any uh, behind the scenes upon further research? Yeah, we kind of covered it all, but uh, upon further research, gentlemen, this was released December 5th of 2008. A budget of $35 million. A box office of $10.1 million. It was a stinker. Uh, this is considered a reboot. <clears throat> um, Jane did back out. He was con- connected for a few years to this, and then they finally had so much issues with the script and all that that when he read it, he was like, it's going in the wrong direction. He wanted to be a little more serious. So that's whenever they recast and, and kind of pulled back and redone a lot of stuff. Uh, we covered all the Kurt Sutter stuff he was writing and like I said little remained of what he wrote so he was like I ain't doing that uh, this is still the first woman to direct a Punisher film <clears throat> I guess uh, that could still be broken it's one out of three yeah uh, there was a I guess a small delay because of the Virginia Tech massacre there because I guess the shooter whenever they showed his dorm room had a Punisher poster up there. So they felt maybe they needed to pull it back a little. And, uh, Lexi Alexandra Alexandria was also concerned that she wasn't going to be allowed to get as violent as she wanted to. But the, uh, they did say, yeah, move on. Let's, let's do what you got to do. So that's about it. I mean, a lot of it out there, if you look it up, is a lot of the, the problems that they encountered. So just kind of that tit-for-tat bullshit. On some of the extras on the uh, the DVD extras, they talked a lot about shooting in Canada in, like, dead of winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that slowed them down quite a bit. Like, they had a lot of problems uh, Wayne Knight tells a story about like the final scene where he's supposed to get shot in the head. They only had like two setups. They were only going to do two takes. And on the first take, they were like, all right, you're going to get shot so fast, but your eyes stay open. Like you're going to don't close your eyes. And then on the first take, like he fucking flinched and shut his eyes. And they're like, all right, Wayne, second time, keep your eyes open. And they went to do it again, and he was still like, he couldn't help it, and like flinch. He was telling the story like he had so much more charisma than every other person that they were asking. Like the Julie Benz, like real dry. She's like a mommy bear. Um, but Ray Stevenson was cool. Like they showed like him training, doing the Krav Maga and shit, yeah. like trying to put on, um, like the aesthetic that he could move and do what he was doing. I thought he looked great. I thought he looked fucking badass i don't know if you need to go through krav maga to shoot a guy in the head but all right cool i mean you gotta he kicks that chair through that guy's fucking head yeah yeah i mean he punches through that dude he moves around a little bit but i always punisher is not like uh spider-man you know like from the comic books punisher is just kind of a guy with a gun Mm -hmm. i think spider-man would appreciate that separation (laughs) Well, we got anything else before we dive into America's favorite fucking game? Uh, we have international listeners as well, so you know that's maybe their favorite game too. Okay, 
That's right. Hi, Turkey. Canada, Japan. Hello. Mm-hmm. We see you. Kron, why don't you go first, Transylvania. buddy? Transylvania. Thanks for the downloads. That's Romania. Uh, rate my box. Rate my box inside. Rate my box. Rate me all right, I'll, I'll make this Rate quick. Rate me, my friend. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, you are the only one that uh, can guess I'm my give score. <laughs> Dan a 2.5, Bones a 3.5. Gentlemen, at the time of this review, our review for Punisher Warzone from 2008, the Letterboxd user review is a 2.7. I am going to give Bones a 3.5. I'm going to give Kron a 2.0. Let me give. I'm gonna give you both a two point five. All right. <clears throat> um, I think I would be a two point on Punisher Warzone. Um, I don't. I mean, it's definitely an interesting play from Marvel. Um, it is Marvel before they became the juggernaut they are now. So you definitely get some cool violence. Um, I don't know. I honestly wish it was goofier in a way. Like, I like the CGI rocket kill. I wish it had been more of that. I really do wish the guy smashing mirrors was eight times as long as we actually got. Um, I don't know. I wish they would have just leaned into the parts of this movie that were entertaining, and they don't. Um, Also, I mean, we talked about him several times throughout this, but I... From from my perspective, I think LBJ is one of the most annoying characters we've ever seen on this podcast. Um, it's a real uh, race to the bottom between him and Dick Nose Aykroyd for who I hated the most between I- any movie we've ever covered. So I just I thought his character was so annoying. Um, like whatever attempt he was making a comedy, none of it landed for me. Um, but I don't know. It still is like it's a super weird Marvel movie, super violent. Um, just wasn't for me. 2.0. Um, I think if they would have used practical blood work here, I think this would have been so much better. I thought too much... Too much computer for the blood and all that. I mean, you got to use some of it, of course. Um, I'm a 2.0 as well. I mean, this is, I don't know. It's just the, the I don't, it's stereo, stereotypical, I guess. Like the the mob and the, the Russians and I don't know. I just felt like insert any of that type of stuff in it, I guess. I don't know. 
but yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't terrible. But yeah, I felt it could have been a little lean in more to the goofiness and because this was they felt that the other one was way too more serious, right? The Thomas Jane one. That's what I thought. And then this one was like, all right, this is going to be like what the comics are. So that's just me. I mean, I don't know. 2.0 for Dan. Guys, I think this movie uh, knows exactly what it's doing. I do agree with you, Dan. Yeah, some more practical blood on set, but in a lot of the extras, seeing like the fake heads that they actually did have him punch through and push chairs through was fucking cool. So there actually was some attempt there. I do think, because I think that as well, a lot of shit, like, hey, just fucking do it on set, but I can also see where if you're struggling, you're trying to hurry up, plus it's 2008, up till now, like at that point, it's like, oh fuck, we can just do blood digitally. It's all fine. Like we can do gunfire digitally. Blah blah blah. Uh, the parts of this movie are stereotypical. I think that exists so you can have this foundation of craziness on top of it. I think it totally leans into like ridiculous mob shit so you can get more insane. Uh, this movie knows what it is. They lean fucking hard into it. It's the type of comic vision that I would want to see from this. It doesn't lean super heavy into the goofy because Kron, I think like what you're saying, it would be great to see like eight times longer of like that of him busting the windows and stuff. But there's a fine line that you have to balance of like being serious. And this is a guy going through PTSD, murdering people and a fucking villain who's insane and his whack job brother. And I think they do a pretty good job of balancing it. Uh, I mean, if we were in a room right now, I would be twice the size of both of you. So it's fitting that I am a 4.0 uh, on this. That's insane. <laughs> it's fun as hell, man. The rocket blow up, the fucking shooting the dude's knees out. 30 minutes of your fucking character not even speak like building the world around it it's got to be so much it's so much more comic accurate than anything that we've seen um yeah i gotta give it a, some love i kind of was aware i was like yeah i don't think they're gonna like it that much so i i don't think that my four is like there specifically to build it up but as soon as i was done taking notes i wrote eh, four out of five I got to do it. I had a blast. I had to go back. I had to do the skip or the back 10 feature so many times when I was taking notes. because like, fuck, I want to watch that head blow up again. But you guys still keep it pretty low. That's probably, what, a 2.8? Uh, Punisher Warzone would have an average rating from us of 2.67. Uh, all right, this is in territory of this is surrounded by everything with the same score so i will just give you the one above and the one below uh right now this would be tied with the cell at a 30 or at 2.67 uh 
uh, and it's also tied with Flesh and Blood, which is right below it at the same score. So, uh, I would go sell Flesh and Blood and then Punisher. I think I'm with you. Yeah, because the cell is a better episode than the flesh and blood. So, yeah, I'll go there. Don't go I off agree. the episode. Go off the yeah, movie. That's a good episode. I mean, I'm giving it a four, but I'm still thinking if I'm putting it up against those in, in the list. I just know how I felt watching this. I was, like, so fucking giddy. I was like, this is crazy. And then it probably fucked me up because then I went and watched Doctor Strange. And I'm like, oh, this violence is fine. These <laughs> fuckers complaining about. Uh, so the, All right. the Punisher War Zone would end up at number 39 on the big list. Surrounded by a lot of stuff, still at 2.67. People, I, I bet there's a lot of people out there screaming at you guys. There's a lot you of people out there screaming at you. You just didn't get it. Yeah, they're probably like, fuck yeah, Kron and Dan. You guys fucking know. 2.7 Letterbox World has spoke. Mm-hmm. We're right there. Fuck. We're at yeah. the average. Mm-hmm. I'm right on Which target. Which means that every third guy is a genius and knows how to rate it four stars. All right. Dan won that game. He got a 1.5. Kron, you and I got a 1. All right, 1. I don't know if that's enough to have passed me, though. Uh, Currently, I would have a score of 9. Bones would have a 7.5. And Dan, a 7. My lucky number. We got one thing left to do, guys, before we before we call it. Mary Fuck Hill. Dan, this was your category. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make you go first. Cron, Mary Fuck Hill. Demanding women. Uh for the demanding women category, I think. I think I would marry Ravenous. Oh, yeah. I would fuck one of those humanoids from the deep. (laughs) And you know that that's all they want to do anyway. They would appreciate it. And you got to kill Punisher because it's my least favorite, but it also killed 153 people. So there you go. Oh, that's what I looked up. Uh, do you guys, I'm going to ask you this, true or false, Punisher Warzone is, has the highest body count of any movie we've covered? False. Yeah, I'd say false. Mm-hmm. Apocalypto. It's like 100, I want to say it was like 140, and then Punisher, or maybe 114, there was a four in there some. But Punisher was like 80, 81. Uh, I'm going to marry Punisher Warzone 
I'm going to fuck Ravenous, and I'm going to kill Humanoids from the Deep. I'm marrying that Ravenous. I'm fucking those Humanoids, and I'm killing that Punisher. Again, I'm a man alone. I'm fine with that. You're a Punisher. I'm a Punisher. I like... I like my heroes to win and to walk away having laid waste to a bunch of bangers. <laughs> bunch of parkour gang. Guys, that was that was demanding women. We are the five day rentals podcast. We are all tired from having to pretend to be paying attention while we looked at blue movies on IMDB. We hope we hope we delivered a fine podcast that you've enjoyed listening to. We hope if you love Punisher Warzone that you send me praise and you shit on these two. And if you hate Punisher Warzone and you think I'm a fucker, you can come kiss my fucking ass. Jeez. Because Punisher Warzone is fun as hell. But let's get out of here. We're going to wrap this up. Women love nice fancy packaging. So we'll... We'll put a nice bow on this, and then we'll come back. And, Kron, you're going to drop our third category for this season, this round, whatever the fuck you call it. I'm ready. I can't wait. You're ready. It's the best part of the show. The whole show should just be us going to random.org and just talking and talking about blue movies. For Laundry Dan, for Kron Howard, I am Bones. That was Punisher Warzone. We finished up Demanding Women. This is 5 Day Reynolds Podcast. Find us on Twitter. Find us. You can shoot us an email at where, Dan? Uh, 5 Day Reynolds Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up on Letterboxd. Crash and burn, motherfuckers. Crash and burn. Yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy, tummy, tummy. <laughs>everybody to the after shower segment of the five day rentals podcast we just wrapped up our category demanding women which was brought to us by dan uh guys thanks dan yeah thanks dan you're welcome guys thanks ladies for uh directing those three fine films oh i was trying to share my video and hit stop video can't share bones has it disabled anyway i've got oh, random you, go. you got up. it you got it take it now uh guys i am down to five categories left what i have to say is we got my bad five out of the way these next five are all bangers <laughs> i guarantee you're gonna love each one more than the one that came before it
We'll determine uh, that. Just to be clear, my numbers now are 1, 2, 6, 9, and 10. Everything else is gone. Uh, let's see what fate has in store for us. Oh my god. Nine. Guys. <laughs> this is the most recent category that I came up with. Oh, fuck. Gold bars? Here's what I've got to say. At some point in this podcast history, the fans were demanding that we cover a certain film. And I'm... I'm a man of the people, so I did what anyone would do. I made a sacrifice on my side, left the category wide open for you guys. But if I could, I'd like to read a quote, a transcript from our episode, Humanoids of the Deep. Oh, fuck. Bones. We continually talk about Pinocchio's revenge on this podcast. Is Puppet Master 3 worse than Pinocchio's Revenge? Dan. Now we have to find out. Bones. I guess we gotta do another puppet doll category. Dan. We've got to do a puppet category. Guys. I don't know why the fans wanted it. I don't know why you guys want it. But here we are again. <laughs> Go ahead. Write it down. The name of this category is Puppet's Revenge Part 3. <laughs> hey guys, we're going to be watching a film called Puppet Master 3. <laughs> why, why can't it just be puppets? It's Puppet's Revenge 3, Dan. But can can it just be a, involve puppets or does it have to have... Uh, this movie needs to involve a puppet or a doll... Or if you really want to be an asshole about it, you can just pick a revenge movie. <laughs> but you should probably pick a movie that's got a puppet or a doll. Okay. Uh, we are doing Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge. It's from 1991. It's directed by David Dakota. And it's available on Shudder. Sweet. <laughs> I just randomly said that fucking movie. Well, now you're randomly going to be watching it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we were allowed to go back and change categories. Pit me in the ass. Like this. I think you can change any of your categories up until they come out of the pipeline. <laughs> well, this is incredible. Once again, Cron Howard. Hey, I didn't want it the first time. I didn't want it the second time. Everyone around me on this podcast just keeps asking for puppet movies, so... Honestly, I hope you're both happy. I think I'm I'm, I might hey, have I'm, seen this. I'm excited any week you come back. Now This is... There's an opening, I believe... Of a girl topless, and he's like a German Now, again, Nazi. I've, I've got to say I'm confused, because when we covered Pinocchio's Revenge, Dan said, I've watched this movie already. 
And I just announced Puppet Master 3, and you said, I think I've seen this one already. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan, have you see, at least seen 1 and 2? Will you be able to answer my questions? <sighs> Having not seen anything from the Puppet Master franchise, I know I'm a I've little s- nervous. I know I've seen 1. It's kind of runs all together. Hey, Dan, the trilogy's on a... Sign of a good franchise. The first three are on Shutter, so I think you should you should probably watch all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can be a resource for it. Mm-hmm. No, this is Crown your category. It, so. It's part of further research, though, when you think about yeah, it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's got to do this, you know, the plot and everything for Puppet Master 3. So you know the plot's going to be hard on this movie. Stop encouraging him. puppets it's the whole puppet category you guys wanted (laughs) my gift to you it's not a gift it's a curse you can pick a revenge movie dan we do this to ourselves i know this is the monster and i love it puppet master three (laughs) on shutter Oh, fucking hell. Well, Kron, I will say you never fail to inspire. Inspire and entertain here on the Five Day Rentals podcast. I'm going to get my applesauce back. I just can't wait to see your guys' puppet movies. And finally, we can answer the age-old question, is Pinocchio's Revenge better than Puppet Master 3? Write it down. I want to make sure we answer this question at the end of that episode. Uh, Which one of you texted us that uh, D. Snyder's next movie will be shooting soon? I did. Did you look further into that? It's not a... It's not a strange land uh, sequel or prequel or anything like that. It's uh, completely yeah, different. I think he's pull, I think he's pulling a J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and, that's and what and they Hush, Hush. that's what they want you to think, Dan. <laughs> All right. Probably so I the mean, fans aren't ripping down the stage every night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want a piece of this history. <laughs> I just I don't. And then there was a there's a security guard out front saying, "Hey, you're not supposed to take that." And they're like, "Hey, we're not gonna take that." Hey, what movie? Is- this we're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it. What movie is this shooting here? I don't know. It's called Blue Harvest. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to watch number three in a franchise. No one's stopping you from watching one and two before you watch three. Father time is. (laughs) The man is. You've got seven nights from now until we record this episode. Yeah, I mean, Puppet Masters can't be that long. The Evil Dead game will be out by then. I I will be occupied. All right, maybe we'll try to split up. Parts one and two. (laughs) 
I mean, we could make a deal. You pick one, I'll pick two. But there's, you know, Dan, he's too chaotic. He wouldn't pick three. No, I don't think we, I don't want it to be a puppet master category. I want this to be a puppet's revenge category. Okay. But how do we know that Puppet Master 3 is a revenge-based it does, puppet movie? It's either or. It's either a puppet movie or a revenge movie. Oh, it's not the puppet getting revenge. Mm-mm. You could it, literally it, pick Kill you, Bill Volume 1. It's more the puppet's oh, revenge. Okay. It's more the, well, pup, a the puppet's revenge on us as humans. Oh, okay. Uh, but don't pick a revenge movie. Pick a puppet movie. <laughs> That's why I said, why don't you just call it Puppets? All right, fine. It's called Puppets Revenge Part 3, and it has to be a puppet movie. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> why do we have to do this every time with you? You keep pushing, dude. <laughs> I, you know what? I, fucking Brantley set us a, a beautiful list of categories that aren't near as complicated. It's we really, we really need to consider. We're gonna do one of these, one of these days. And we may just have to override one of Kron's complicated. <laughs> it is, but it isn't categories. Fine. All right, I'm making it simple. Your movie has to have a puppet or a doll in it, and you get extra points if it's a revenged. Yeah, sure, you get an extra point. Okay. okay. So if I find you a puppet movie. That's about revenge, and it's the third in the franchise. Winner, winner, chicken dinner? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Is there a letterbox list that has anybody put uh, together? There is a, a letterbox list. If you type in uh, Puppet Horror, I think there's a pretty comprehensive one. They uh, have I, a ton of Puppet Master ranked lists. So many nerds have had this same argument. Puppet Horror, 11 films. I do not see. There's also one called Puppet Sex. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. Best makeup and puppets era visuals. <laughs> oh, wait, what was that one? Oh, here's Dolls and Puppets in Horror by yeah. Poppet, 63 films. This is the one that I found whenever I was looking at the category, so. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you, Kron. Guys, I can't wait to see your puppet movies. <laughs> I can't wait to see you next week, buddy. Uh, I guess until then, crash and burn. Eat your grubs so you can be studs. <laughs>